Hello, hello. Oh, there we go. All right, all right. Testing one, two, microphone check one, two. Yo, this is so bro, right? You man, let me turn on this music though. This is kind of loud. Let me fix that audio. Oh my god, yo, welcome to Gundam, guys. We're kind of working off the hip right now because uh, I had Neo on the line, but he's gone. What happened? Yo, he'll come back in the meantime. <laughs> I guess I'll open the show. Uh, my name is Sober Ryu. I'm with Shinjuku Station Podcasting and, of course, MAHQ.net. You're listening to Gundam. Episode... Uh, Gundam at MAHQ, of course. Episode 206. We're doing rapid-fire questions and uh, rapid-fire topics and random questions. And you know what? Neil's calling me right now. Hang on, guys. Let me see what he has to say. Me, uh, Let me step off the mic real quick. Hang on. Make it real quick. Hey, man. What happened? I'll hold, I'll hold it down. You jump back in. I'm just gonna parlay with the stream. That's it, cause we're we are we are live. <laughs> no problem. I'll, I'll see you when you get back on. I'm already uh, I'm already in the uh, I'm already in the Discord, so no worries. All right, man. See you soon. All right. Well, uh, Neo had to restart his computer, guys. Yes, yes. So let's just talk. <laughs> man, yo. Shit happens when we do the show live. It's crazy. Damn, did I lose the sound on one of my headphones? Tell me I didn't. Okay, cool. We're good. We're good. But guys, um, thank you for tuning in to Gundam at MAHQ, man. Make sure to check out all the websites. That's MAHQ.net where the magic happens. You go on, go over there and check out the reviews for the different mecha anime shows and whatnot. Uh, and also check out the forums at mechatalk.net. Make sure to head over there and join the conversation, man. But yeah, tonight uh, we're taking questions from the uh, listeners. So thank you guys for participating. If you got a question, man, feel free to ask it, and don't 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 be mean. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if you have something on your mind, feel free to ask. We're also taking question submissions on Twitter uh, for those who uh, have access to Twitter. Please, if I can. Oh no, what did I do with it? All right, so let me go here. I think I have it. Uh, since I'm on the show right by myself right now, I can actually address 
Austin's questions. Shout out to Not Sure on Twitter at Not Sure. It is actually his birthday today, man. Uh, big ups to Austin, man. He uh, he's uh, he's been a long time listener of the show and also participates in a lot of our streams, uh, Gundam Gundam related or, or otherwise. So props to Austin, man. I've, I had the pleasure of meeting him in real life. Uh, and I, I believe twice over, <laughs> or no, the once, the once, uh, when he came over for Evo. And you know what? His question is about uh, Evo Evolution. Evolution. Um, uh, I guess this year is uh 2019. So uh, let me go ahead and pull this up if I can find it. All right, here we go. Uh, he submitted a question on Twitter, and he basically uh, asks, uh, one. This one's mainly for SBR. What are your thoughts on this year's Evo lineup? Well, Austin, I, I got some thoughts. Let me pull up the uh, the diagram, the old, uh, what did I do with it? There we go. No, 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 nope, it's not here. There we go. Yes. Let's open that up in a new image, in new tab. I should have done that before. Well, that's kind of fucking small. Let's blow it up. Yeah. I couldn't find a better quality picture than that, huh? All right. Well, um, <laughs> this is the lineup for uh, this year's Evo. For those who don't know what Evo is, it's a uh, fighting game tournament they hold once a year over in Las Vegas. And, um... It basically uh, is like the uh, Super Bowl of fighting games. Uh, there's a lot of games that are on the main stage, and there's a lot of community may, uh, community run games for like older fighting games or lesser popular ones. But there was some controversial uh, picks this year because they got rid of some picks that uh, were assumed they were going to be there. And uh, let's take a look at the list, man. Uh, Tekken 7, I guess, was a given because Namco does provide a lot of money to the event. Soul Calibur 6, also there. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters also there, all Namco-based games. So uh, yeah, they're uh, they're back again. Uh, Soul Calibur didn't have a seat at the table last year because it wasn't out yet, but now it is and it's there. So uh, how I feel about those games? Tekken Seven's always hyped to watch, man. I'm down for uh, Tekken Seven to be there. Um, Dragon Ball Fighters, I'm hype. It's actually going to be Saturday. Uh, it's going to be a Saturday game this year. So um, for those who don't know, uh, Evo usually has five games on Sunday, four games on Saturday. Or maybe three games on Saturday and one game on Friday when it comes to like the major uh, uh, the, the 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 finals for each game. So um, this year, I think on the main stage, it's Tekken Seven, uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate, most definitely, uh, Street Fighter Five, and I'm not sure about the other ones. Uh, Undernight in Birth might be on Sunday. Someone has to, in the chat if someone could uh, let me know what's popping. But uh, <laughs> Berserker 8 says, LOL, do you think that Evo will ever end on time? No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> that shit is going to run late every time, dude. It's going to be late as hell. Um, but Mortal Kombat 11, uh, that's, uh, that's, that was, uh, that was uh, definitely a given was going to be there. Because Mortal Kombat 11 comes out, what, April 1st? Uh, early April, I know that much. That I can tell you. Yeah, that last Sunday night at Evo was brutal, Berserker. Yes. Man, we were up until like 2, 3 in the morning, dude. And I had to work the next day. I was mad. Did I have to work the next day? No, I think I was off. I think I actually had the sense to call that day uh, call that day off. Or call in sick. One of the two. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, that, that's what happened. Please don't fire me, work. But, uh... <laughs> Samurai Showdown. That is the one of the most controversial picks. Because Samurai Showdown um, is not out yet. And it was in, it's in the position that Blaze Blue's cross tag battle was last year. Game wasn't out, but it was picked for Evo. So you know, people were like a little upset. It's like, how's this game going to be there? But Marvel's not going to be there. Well, now people are asking the same question about Samurai Showdown because it's in this, and Smash Brothers Melee is not. Melee was one of the snubbed games this year uh, for Evo, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I think it's about time. 
Melee has its following and is unbelievably popular and it's not going to have any problem continuing on as a popular fighting game with its own tournaments. It drives major tournament events. So Melee is going to be fine. But man, it's not doing anything to expand Evo for the most part. You know, I'm not a corporate guy, but I do see the sense in sticking with the new games because they're new. If I wanted to see old games come back, I'd be looking for Capcom versus SNK2 or uh, Alpha 2. Or Darkstalkers, you know, or any, not Darkstalkers specifically, but like Vampire Savior. You know, fucking old school fighting games that I freaking love. But I know they had their time in the spotlight and they gotta go. You know, I can still play them with people and they re-release them enough so that way they still stay relevant. But man, come on, dude. I don't understand why people want Melee there year after year after year after year. Even though it's a popular title. Ultimate's out. Get get used to it. Because these, these cats that play Melee don't want to play anything new. And you're going to have to play something new, brother. I don't know what to say. And Neo's back. What's going on? I can't hear him. Oh, hold on. Let me see if I can fix that. Hang on, Neo. Hold on. Hold on. Did I mute? Oh, man. I got to fix Oh, there it is. Neo, welcome back. There you go. You're, you're on. You're on. Neo. Okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry about that, sir. <laughs> you, you, you would be proud of me right now. I have one laptop piled on up top of another laptop. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> you so many laptops. One, yeah, the old because um, I, I have an old PC laptop that I've just made the um, the recording laptop, mm -hmm. and it had an issue. So it Ooh. wasn't for whatever reason it wasn't. I was having an issue with the um, the audio output on YouTube. So that was kind Oof. of bizarre. I, I don't know what that meant, but um, yes, yes, I'm I'm back. So um, well, let the you people say what you, it, well, well, you say. Welcome, uh, welcome, Leo. No, so Leo, welcome, Neo Lorno to to Gundam at MHQ, guys. Yo, he's here. Yeah, <laughs> we had the most awkward start to the show, but we got it going. But uh, yeah, I was trying to call, trying to call Solbro, and I mean, yeah, it was just a, it was a whole mess of mess of stuff going on. He had he had so. computer problems in the eleventh hour, which always happens with us. Uh, so. <laughs> it is uh it, it's cool the fact that neo made it back though is what's up and uh thank you sir welcome back but uh, to, austin i will uh i'll sew up your question um i'm okay with the lineup for evo i don't really have a problem with the way the lineup is looking right now um they made some they made some decent choices it's not as bad as last year um i am mad that guilty gear is not back but i know they always have to sacrifice something uh if i'll be honest with you since samurai showdown is not really a a, a proven game uh, for the reboot for the franchise. It's a proven game with its litany of games prior because I'm a big fan of the Sam Show series. But if I had to have a choice between a game that's um, that's proven and one that's not proven, I would have rather had Guilty Gear back or even King of Fighters 14. I kind of I wish they were both there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not mad at Underknife being there. I think that's cool. They got the underdog game there, a game that's community has lifted it up and kept alive and has been you know keeping it strong. Uh, much like Melee, I think Undernight Inverth definitely deserves a spot. Um, Street Fighter V is the only one I'm not thrilled about. I'm probably going to go to bed when that fucking game starts. <laughs> I'm probably going to bed. It's okay. like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good because, man, I, I, it's been so dry lately. I, I'll probably stay up and watch it because I kind of want to see who takes it. But if it's like the same old cats, man, I'm dipping. I, I, but we'll see. We'll see. I say that now and then I'm up watching the whole thing until 4 in the fucking morning. We'll see. But, uh... <laughs> Those are my thoughts on the Evo games. Austin, thank you very much for ha uh, submitting the question. And again, happy birthday to Austin, guys. You wish him a happy birthday on Twitter at not underscore Shar. Thank you, sir. 
And uh, Neil, anything you wanted to say before we jump into the next question? Well, actually, I wanted to do some news. <laughs> no, oh, oh, shit. Yo, yo, it fixed my face. We got yeah. fucking structure. I, for, I totally forgot about that shit. Let's, uh, yeah, let's yeah. Get... <laughs> so, so bro just turned this into, yo. Um, <laughs> you know, fight, fight night with Soulbro. Well, the question was, um, this one's mainly for SBR. And I figured since I'm sitting here killing time until you get back, I'd answer that yeah. question. So here we are. So shout outs to, uh, to Neil. We're going to get this news cooking. Here we go. Music's All right. Did you do it? Did you do an introduction at least? Oh, <laughs> well, give the give the yeah. I did an introduction to the show, and they know exactly what's going on. So welcome, sir. Okay. Okay. All right. As I walk over to the uh, Larry King Memorial News Studio for some uh, Neo's news, I have some <laughs> quick stuff here. So, oh man, the first one is um, coming from. Oh, oh, what? No, I'm just I'm saying. Here. No, you. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, uh, as in, like you're looking for no, the news. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's, it's. Yeah, no. Everything's good. The first one here is from Rod in the '76, mm-hmm. and he's got some Robo Apocalypse news. New Robo Apocalypse news. Oh. I don't know if this is more Robo Apocalypse or maybe this is like Robo Apocalypse Avoidance news. It says that um, Terminator Six Dark Fate. As a release date, a Oof. trailer, and cast, and everything you need to know. So, um, a trailer? What? Really? Yeah, I guess it's got a trailer, man. And um, yeah, it's it's Terminator Six: Dark Fate. Um, wow, it's um, so yeah. We, we we got a six movie. Are you excited, Soul Bro? Yeah, they've been working on this for a while. It's got my my girl from Holton for Catch Fire in it, and uh, it's got Linda Linda Hamilton back as a course uh sarah 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 Sarah, Sarah corner they got her back and um yeah we'll see how it turns out but i'm uh i'm not really um well you you know you know what this is yeah but you know what's uh actually pretty uh poignant about this uh movie is it marks the return of james cameron oh he's not directing it though (laughs) he's it's someone else that's directing it uh i I, but he's he's working yeah it's tim miller the guy who directed deadpool yeah Tim Miller from Devil. Yeah. That's the only thing that's got me going about this film. Other than that, I don't yeah, know what to tell you. He he's uh, he's the producer. So yeah, I mean, if it was if it was James Cameron, it'd probably take about fifteen years before this movie would come out. Let's see, is there anything that we need to know? Um, it's right after. Oh, <laughs> guess when the timeline starts in this movie? Guess where, where it starts? Where where is it? Right like? after Terminator Two: Judgment Day. <laughs> oh my God. What? So everything else is off or not? Oh my god! <laughs> All that fucking work they did with Terminator. I mean, granted, I, I didn't even watch the last one, the one with uh, uh Genesis, Genesis, Genesis. Genesis. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, man. Um, I just at this point, man, it's it's unless they do a major major change to the franchise in a sense where it becomes compelling again. I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan, but I enjoyed the first one more than any of them. Uh, part two is cool. I think uh, it's definitely a, a, a strong sequel. For uh, it's getting very dated, though. Yeah, that's, that's the it only is. problem with. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> the first one to me. If age is better, even though it's stuck in the '80s, it just has it has this grit to it that I, I find um, far more as a science well, fiction I'll, fan. I just like it. I like that one more. It's just I'll still contend the scariest shit there is is when the Terminator is just going through the LAPD. Yeah, just mowing down cops, and it's like. 
you're thinking it's like wait a second we we go to police stations for safety and it's like these poor cops it's the least safe way <laughs> Yo, i just i think about 1984 and paul, and paul winfield the actor the black actor that's in that movie and in uh wrath of khan he gets fucked in two movies there <laughs> He guy. gets an earwig in the ear in uh in Wrath of Khan and then he gets mowed down with the other cops in uh in then um in Terminator man. It's like damn the brother can't catch a break. Yeah. <laughs> he can't catch a break, son. But yeah, man. Um I I, I, I will stay uh positively optimistic uh, posit- I I'll just I'll just uh w- watch reviews. Well, <laughs> and see what people I, have to I, say I about think, it. I think this shows us in the end that like, you know, I guess this thing of everything has to be a franchise now. And I mean, this has been going on for a while, but maybe in a way, I think Terminator in in some ways, Terminator was probably only really made to have two movies. Yeah. I mean, and those are really how many, how many times can you, can you re can you go back to the well on this? (laughs) Yeah. When it comes down to it, man, um, if the camera's not actually directing the film, I, I'm not really yeah. interested at this point, man. And he's too busy with those Avatar movies that are never coming out. So uh, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure yeah, they're coming talk out. About, talk about something that doesn't need to be a franchise. Yo, here's a random um, question. Have you ever watched the first one? Did you ever ever finally sit down and watch uh, watch the first Avatar? I saw parts of it man. on like Showtime. Yeah. That It's that actor, man. That dude. Um, oh, you're talking about Homeboy, the lead? Sam uh, Worthington? Yeah, he's in he's in the one uh, the Christian Bale Terminator. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. that sure dude is. just that must have been the time when they were really pushing that dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody really thought he was had star potential. Hollywood was trying to make I him never, a thing for real. I never got it. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed okay except for him. It's just like, uh, you know, it. Yeah. He's just. It's like when they were trying to make Jai Courtney work. You know, the only one that was successful out of the ones, out of the cats that were trying to make work is Chris Hemsworth. And that's because he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's great. He's, he's got that screen presence. The other guy, uh, uh, mm-hmm. the other guy too, uh, he was in, shit, what was he? Uh, he was the dude in one of the, um, What movie was that? Oh, you um, you, you were talking about Homeboy. Um, okay. That spy movie that had Superman in it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. It's well, actually a really good movie, and that dude plays like a Russian dude. And he was also in. I think he was Army, in one of those Army Hammer movies. Army yeah. Hammer. He's on my Army, uh, Lone Ranger. <laughs> yeah, he's the other dude. I never saw Lone Ranger. You know, Army he's Hammer is actually. Mm-hmm. He's the other guy they were trying to really make i mean he's okay yeah he's a good he's character more like actor. a supporting guy yeah. yeah he's more supporting guy. yeah he's definitely a character actor i mean uh the, what's that movie um uh the social network showed that when he played the uh the the, the twins he played both of them oh yeah that's right yeah was, man i forgot about that yeah man. he was the twins and then um god what was that what was that movie it's a really good movie too that's a spy movie it's based yeah, on it's, the old oh yeah um, you're talking about um you're talking about uh man from uncle it's got Superman, yeah, it's, yeah, man yeah, from yeah, Uncle, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was actually a really so, good movie. I enjoyed that movie a lot. But I like the TV show as well. So, yeah, shout out to Kayon. He got it too, man from Uncle. Yes. Um, there you go. But so, you know what? Uh, uh, Henry Cavill moved on to a much better movie. And that is, uh, well, I wouldn't say much better, but he moved on to uh, Mission Impossible 6. So that was, that was a dope yeah. movie too, man. Woo! Woo! And that so did, and then movie. his. 
And then what was it? His mustache became its own star. It sure did. <laughs> it tanked a, a hundred a plus million dollar movie too. <laughs> Boy, that is, that is a that is a strong contract. What, oh, what what's stronger, that or the Jessica Alba nudity NDA? Oh my you know? god, dude, for real. <laughs> you know what, what is stronger at this point? <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh man. Oh Jessica. So, yeah, um, yeah, Terminator Six. So yeah, it's a thing. So um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I don't know if I'll be going out to see it at the movie theater. Um, this see, this definitely has like uh, Netflix or HBO written all over it. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so thank you, Mister Rodimus seventy six, for that submission. Oh, Rodimus seventy six comes back with another one. I guess Takara founder Yats- Yatsuza Sato passed away not too long ago. Yes, probably cancer. Seems man. like cancer is the that, thing that kills that all the has Japanese. Been, yeah, that's been a killer lately. Yatsuza Sato, the founder of Takara, now Takara Tomi, longtime chairman. He founded it, uh, Sato Vinyl, in 1955. Oh, really? Takara Vinyl in 1960, and simply known as Takara in 1966. He was the chairman of the company from the beginning and during the critical time when Microman and the Diclone toys became Transformers in the U.S. by Hasbro. Yeah, I remember watching. I think that's wasn't that that that's Netflix showing. Thing? Yes, yes, he was in that about the toy, the toys yeah, you love, or the, the toys that made us. Yeah, he was. I believe yeah. they interviewed him in that too. Very interesting. Yeah, um, man. And then he retired from the company in 2001, long before it merged with Tommy in 2005. He passed away. He was 94 years old. Damn, so, I didn't realize he was uh, up there like yeah. that, man. He definitely didn't look it, man. Damn. Just Japanese. Good, good they, genetics, they, man. They, they, they <laughs> never look. They they never look their age. Yo, Japanese don't crack? I see you. Yeah. <laughs> black don't crack. Japanese don't crack. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed, man. So, thank got, you. Oh, man. Rodimus 76 has got all of these. So, yeah, he's got it um, locked. Speaking of a sequel, this mm-hmm. is interesting. I'm wondering how it'll be because this was the original movie. Um, God, it was kind of a hit out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And didn't it get a name change? The Edge of Tomorrow. Um, didn't they? Didn't they? Uh, the Tom Cruise movie based on yeah. what was it Live, Repeat, Die. Well, it's, it's I ba- think they. Ch- I think they changed that over, yeah. right? Or well, something? the original the original title of the uh, of the book that, that is based on is called um, uh, All You Need Is Kill. And they were going to stick All with you that time. Kill, yeah. And then they went and changed it to Edge of Tomorrow. And then when they hit home video, they tried to pull a fast one and change the name to Live, Die, Repeat, which was the tagline for Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. So they flipped the, the tagline and the name in reverse on the home video. So they just they couldn't make up their minds with that title. Instead, they just decided to just I'm let that movie die. I'm surprised about this, though. He, he's Me too, got a, actually. He's got a, um, a link here to the Nerdist, and it says that... It didn't. The box office didn't do that well in North America, but it was weird because when that movie came out, it seemed like that was all that anybody was talking about in the U.S. Like, hey, this movie—it's really good. You, you never thought it would be good, but it's really good. Yeah, it wasn't when it hit home video. Everybody saw it and then said, "Yo, this movie's actually a lot better yeah. than I thought it was." Because the previous year beforehand, what was that movie that he did with Morgan Freeman? It was uh, the, the chat will probably tell me, but it starts with an I. It was also a science fiction movie where he played a clone. Oh, and um. 
people thought this was like connected to that. There was a lot of uh, guffaws made with the mm-hmm. advertising for this film, so it didn't really pick up any traction when it was in the theater. It got beat out. I think it came out an opening weekend with another strong movie and got its ads kicked in. But once um once it hit home video, man, people discovered it like Office Space and said, "Yo, this movie's actually pretty solid." Well, they all, they Oblivion. Also Thank you, Hod. Yeah, Oblivion. Yeah, that was a weird. Yeah, man, that movie. Sucked. That was just a. It was just a weird <laughs> movie. Like, I I don't know if it sucked. It just was weird. I'm like, yeah. Why did they make this movie? I, I never understood that movie. It has a it um, has a seventy science fiction vibe, which I can respect because you know I, I, I like a lot of movies trying from to that go period. somewhere but doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere, man. It kind of falls on its <laughs> face. And, That's seventy sci-fi. Hey, for it really you. is, man. That shit. They, them motherfuckers <laughs> took gambles, but. Uh, <laughs> It had the look and the feel of it, but it just didn't. It didn't execute, man. <laughs> the shit from the seventies. They should reboot. They won't. Yo, Omega Man. Buck let's Rogers. go. No, Buck Rogers. <laughs> oh, they already rebooted. Uh, that was I Am Legend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Fix my face. Yeah. Oh my god. Oof. No, they ought to do Buck Rogers, man. They should, man. I'm down. Fucking down. Spandex and everything. <laughs> no, bring, bring back, bring back all that. Uh, bring, bring back the bell bottoms too. I'm ready. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I guess uh, Edge of Tomorrow did pretty well overseas, which I guess that's the big determination now. You can do crap in the United States as long as you do strong showing, especially China. You're yeah. gonna be um you're gonna be in it. And uh I guess Battle Angel don't know when... mm-hmm. Oh, what were you saying? Battle I was saying Battle Angel Lita did it super well. I haven't seen it either. I've been meaning to, but it did incredibly well overseas. It didn't do shit yeah. here. But it did a lot. I mean, it it's it was in the top three. I heard for a the minute. reviews were actually not bad. It was like, it was it was mostly positive for that movie, but a lot of people weren't hearing it here in the states. But overseas, man, they loved it. So yeah. uh, we may get another one, man, and I'm hoping that we do. So I need I need to do my do my duty and go see it because I love the manga to death. So um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Well, don't you know? Don't um, you know? Edge of Tomorrow's in development. They don't know when it's going to start shooting because it looks like. Tom Cruise is doing two more Mission Impossible sequels back to back in 2020, which is okay because that's the one franchise that seems like it's getting fucking better. Oh yeah, <laughs> damn those movies are good. <laughs> those shits are great. <laughs> it that might last that last Ooh. one was fucking fantastic, dude. For real, I was like, man, man that thing was good. <laughs> Tom Cruise needs that shit to stay alive. <laughs> I, I know there was all baggage. Him and craziness and whatever, but oh, yeah. damn, as long as he's making those movies, I ain't hating. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to K K K one seventy three. He says Mission Impossible powered by Xenu. <laughs> you know what? I'm not saying anything. Oops, I don't want these yeah, people you, have to be, son. Oh, yeah, you don't oh. want to cross that line. Oh, uh-huh. mm. Yeah, just do what you got to do. I'm fucking scared. Um, <laughs> uh oh. We have true Robo Apocalypse news yes. for Rodimus 76. Yes, let's hit it. True. This is from the Geek Logie. Oh, no. You know that MIT is going to be the source. That and Japan are the source of the robot rebel, uh, you know, the robot uh, uprising. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, it looks like their new mini cheetah robot can perform back backflips and it says here, ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw it. This shit is this shit is creepy as hell. Look at this thing. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, um, the twenty pound version of their non mini cheetah robot previously seen. Yeah, because they they've done that one before. Um, 
I guess now he can, you know, trot over rugged terrain at twice the average human's walking speed, sidestep, walk diagonally and in spirals, and do backflips. So it can basically do all the things it needs to do to kill people. <laughs> thank you mit (laughs) look at this creepy yo we're getting zoids in 20 years (laughs) yeah as long as as long as um mit and japan don't join forces because they'll have one of these things that can do all the things that this cheetah can but it'll look like um scarlett johansson oh wow well remember remember the last yes that's the stuff of nightmares (laughs) yeah oh man Good times. So Rodimus76 comes back with something. Oh, man, this is from the Geek. This is some great news and uh, pretty interesting. Funimation, mm-hmm. or the, with their subsidiary Funimation. Funimation. Uh, has, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Has uh, announced the 30th Anniversary Collector's Edition Blu-ray for Dragon Ball Z. So this is what the fifth time you can buy the entire Dragon Ball Z saga <laughs> on some type of video format because I think at one point we've all had it. <laughs> started with the what it started with the video cassettes, then it was the DVDs that had like what three episodes on them, mm-hmm. which you used to get from Saturday matinee for they like thirty dollars. Oh lot. yeah, oh my god! Oof. And then you had the, the orange collection, and then you had the Blu-rays of the orange collection. Not too, a couple of years ago, right? I think, mm-hmm. and now they're going to be doing. Um, I mean, it's cool. I love Dragon Ball Z, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> how many times can you do this? But um, yeah, it's. But this is what you'll get with it. You'll get a full size hardback art book. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, an exclusive figure to go with some new bonus content on each Blu-ray. Um, the they don't know how. Based on the, uh, they have some teaser trailers. On this uh, website here, it looks like Funimation continues to tease that more information's on the way. Um, Funimation needs fans to reserve 2,500 copies in order to make it happen. So they're basically crowdfunding this. I take it then. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, it is kind of interesting. Uh, oh man, I, I can't believe they're just not going to come out with it because it's Dragon Ball. Usually, that's a license to print yeah. money. More than twenty five hundred people are going to buy this, right? I mean, exactly. unless it's just so ridiculously expensive that it just doesn't make any sense. Man, your shout um, out. Austin says, "When are they going to remaster OG Dragon Ball?" That's what I want, man. I, I, I mean, as I love Z, if I'm going to start collecting uh, Dragon Ball uh, Blu-ray, I want it to start from the original series. That's what I want. Yeah, why don't they do that? I, don't, I never understood why. Is there is there a rights thing with that? No, I mean they got the rights to that too. So I can only imagine that they, if they want, I mean it doesn't sell as well as Dragon Ball Z, which is always like the um, the uh, the go to for them. But uh, yeah, I, they've released the original Dragon Ball before. It's just they don't they don't put as many uh, resources into that as they do Z and and Super right now. Yeah, well, Super Super is uh, it's the new it's the hotness now. Yeah, it is. You know, Robin says the upcoming Blu-ray release is supposed to be a higher quality based on their own masters. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, if you're going to go to Blu-ray, you're going to have to go back on the masters from Toei and and, and try to up-res, well, not up them, but just uh, provide the best quality possible. He says it's supposed to be better the audio than the broadcast audio. That's the shit that interests me because they have to go back to the original tapes that they recorded things and, and go back to the original recordings of the music and kind of uplift those. And that can sometimes be a bigger chore than... um. Than up, uh, than remastering the actual footage, man. That's that's a lot of work, dude. Oh yeah, Oof. yeah. Th- I think that's 
that's a lot of stuff now. There was something else um, that I read not too long ago. There was something else that got remastered. And, but it, it um, oh, um, that thing that Christopher Nolan did about World War One. Oh, where yeah. he went, went into, um, I work with a person that um, went and saw it and they, he did a bunch of research on like what, what they did. He said that took like years for them to do. Wow. And because they, they actually um, had to slow it down because they, I guess the, the film that they, the film speed back then, we don't, we don't have, we do not have the machines to play it the way they played it. Oh, really? So that's why it always looked crazy. Like with them walking, they always look like they're like in fast forward. Yeah. Because those machines didn't exist anymore, what they were. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. So, That's pretty wild, man. I had no idea. Yeah. So, I mean, all this stuff's getting redone. So, thank you. Thank you, Mr. Rodimus76. Thank you, Funimation. I, I wonder how many people out in the chat have you guys reserved your copies yet for this? Because um, <laughs> you, know, you, you could help get that, that, that elusive 2,500 person uh, number, which seems ridiculously low for something like this like i'm like really i mean <laughs> i thought they'd be asking like well we need a million people to do this but like 2500 i think there's probably 2500 within like a 10 mile area where any of us live that <laughs> there are probably 25 yeah. other people unless you live like in the sticks somewhere i guess i need a commitment but, uh, for production for production reasons to make sure that at least meet maybe. the minimum for that and then they can go from there but um I'm certain they're going to hit that. At least I, I believe so. I hope so. I wonder if they'll remaster uh, the audio uh, new Broly movie. I mean, they'll oh. just have to do a certain part, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. I will say this. I don't think it's going to come out on home video the way it came out in the theaters. I'll say that. <laughs> I think I think one voice is going to get changed. Straight up. <laughs> Goku? Yeah, Goku. <laughs> I'm certain it's him. <laughs> ooh. Ooh, oh man. Boy. What a mess. <laughs> laugh because laugh it's true. <laughs> <laughs> if you think we're going to talk about it, guys, nope. <laughs> nope. But I will tell you this. We did have a, sh a sure enough uh, hearty chuckle with Chris. Before the last show, when we talked about it, because of the the infamous sandwich episode. Oh, oh my god! If that was the show after the show, that would have been a whole other episode. Oh, I'm so bad. Oh, I'm so bad. We couldn't talk about that live. Oh my god! Oof, oof. Good times. The sandwich episode? No, no, the sandwich episode. What we talked about after the show about a oh, certain yeah, person. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yo, yeah, Kip yeah, Mangina, yeah. yes, yes, Roberto Robles. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know what you mean. <laughs> something, something like that. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So thank you, Mr. Rodimus76, for all your submissions. And thank you, everybody out there, for um, submitting any news. And if you have anything, you can always submit it to the... Uh, Neo's listener submitted news articles thread in the Gundam section of the Mecha Talk forum. And with that, we'll be going to our topic of rapid fire, which 
I think we've done a couple times in the past, right? We've so, done bro? we've done similar things. We've done Ask Undam, uh, and then we've we've yeah. done we've done of course Mailbag, which is kind of rapid fire too. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But we just had to go back and uh, dig. Well, that in the was like slow. That was slow fire. <laughs> it was rapid fire. <laughs> oh, some of those oh, yeah. are way old sometimes. Yep. <laughs> Man. But yeah, but um, I guess I guess now with this new YouTube, we can we can sit here and not only do uh, old old topics, but we can we can interact with the people out there. So, Silbro, I give it to you to uh, to lead us on. All right, cool. Well, we do have topic here. People are already submitting tweets on Twitter, uh, uh, so using the hashtag Gundam. Oh, so that's how you did it. Related to Twitter, uh, Twitter, but also people who are submitting. Um, uh, questions in the chat. I'll be definitely looking through the chat now that I sure. missed a few questions and see if I can post. Well, go to Twitter that. too, dude. Well, yeah. Twitter, yeah, we're Twitter. We got, we got, we got some hot ones right now. So uh, Ooh, hot Twitter, ones, hot, hot ones, boy. We're going hot. We're going in hot. Yo, shout out to Yup the, at the True Yup. The Yup is the one of the longest, oldest. <laughs> Dustiest listeners, though. Shout out to Yup, man, for real. Yo, Angriest. Yo, Yup has supported us throughout the years. I love this guy, and he says, uh, "What do you guys think about the current state of mecha anime, as well as Gundam? Gundam, sorry, Gundam, as well as Gundam as a franchise." Um, I think. I mean, Neil, well, I'll let you tackle that first. I think the issue with mecha is. It is feast or famine with it. Mm-hmm. You'll have a couple years where you just have all these great mecha shows, and then they there's maybe too much. It kind of pulls back a little bit, and then um, people go back to the old stuff, and then somebody gets inspired and does something a, a new take. I think we're on the cusp of some stuff that's going to be. Um, maybe a little bit changing, um, but I think it's okay. The issue that we have, you know, with Gundam, you know, this year's what the 40th anniversary. So you're going to be going through all that. Um, you know, the origin was good. Uh, the only problem with it was just how long it took for it to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, Iron blooded orphans was pretty solid. Um, what was it? Build fighters. What was that one? Try. What well, is Build Divers? That was the last Bill one. Build Divers. I'm yeah. sorry, Build Divers. But Try was before um, that. Yeah. Yeah, Build Divers was okay, but I think it's like we said, that's for a whole different audience, and I think that they're starting to find their groove. And I think with Gundam, you're going to be having probably three types of Gundam shows. I think you're going to have start seeing a little bit more with build divers where you're going to be trying to attract the new, maybe the younger fan. Mm-hmm. You're going to have your universal century things for all the freaking old hats. And then I think you're going to have um, some of your alternate century or alternate timeline that's going to be trying to bring in other fans. Um, but I mean, the fact that they have a development of a live action Gundam even the fact if it doesn't come to fruition, the fact that they're even putting this stuff into Hollywood development, and it's what, through Legendary Pictures, Solbro, if I'm correct on that? Yeah, Legendary Pictures. I mean, this is like, this isn't like some, you know, chop shop. It's it's an actually a, a credible um, <laughs> movie picture studio. Yeah. So, I, you know, I think... Maybe we're going to start seeing what we've always wanted. And, you know, I think with 
the success of things like Marvel Universe, where you can have the source material, but then you can have a, a cinematic thing that's kind of there with the source material, but sometimes, um, you know, it takes liberty with it. Maybe if they do something with that with Gundam, I think I think you can, um, mm -hmm. you know. But you know, I I haven't been. I've been more or less in the last year really going back to some of the older stuff just because a lot of it's just more available now than it ever was before. Yeah, a lot of it's coming out it's, by the by the ton now. <laughs> yeah, is, I mean, it's, just, it, it's like all the stuff you always wanted to see but never were able to either see it because nobody would fan sub it or if they did, they'd stop halfway through. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you know, like, like I've just, always wanted to watch Orgus. And I've never, yeah. never, never, never taken the time to do it because uh, I always heard about it when I was younger. Um, ever since getting exposed to Robotech, like when I got Robotech Art One as a book, Orgus was all over that book, and I was like, "Yo, I want to check this out." Never sat down to do it. So, uh, especially in this day and age where it's readily available, but um, yeah, I mean, uh, we've, I've been diving back to the old stuff too for the most part. It's, uh, it's, it, it, and to me, it, it, that's partially my fault because I really haven't been giving uh, the new stuff much of a chance. Like uh, I'm looking at the shows that have come over, come out over the last couple of years, like Darling in the Franks and Kuromukuro and um, what else? Cross Ange. There was a controversy about that show. All the yeah. Zoro. There was a lot of controversy about the main lead about that show. There's a show I never heard of called Argavolin, which looks pretty interesting. Argavolin. Um, then you got Majestic Prince uh and uh some other stuff man and i just have not sat down to watch these shows and i need to especially since it's the latest stuff i do like the fact that they're trying they're trying things that haven't been done yet because they're trying to shake up the formula in order to keep yeah. new viewers watching because that's the and mecha anime does shake up the formula which i think is really cool but it's also loaded down with formula too so it's finding a balance that actually works is uh is the big thing about the shows um i i, I haven't been completely um blinded to new shows like i've been keeping up with the gundam shows of course but um what else have i seen well i i actually mm -hmm. think one of the issues that i'm starting to see mm -hmm. is <laughs> this sounds like it's just like you know in my day but <laughs> yeah. um sometimes the fact that there's so much readily available now mm -hmm. on all the streaming sites um, I mean, I don't even have Crunchyroll and stuff, but some ways you don't even need some of that stuff. You don't, I don't have the Funimation streaming, but you know, but there's so much available, um, that it's almost a little overwhelming. I sometimes don't know where to start. Yeah. You know, at least, at least when this stuff was trying to get it through the methods mm -hmm. as it's coming out in Japan, it was a little bit because you could sit there and go, oh, okay, you know, we know this is coming here, but now these things are being some of the, yeah. The uh, Hod says Hulu has a lot of anime. Yes. So does Netflix now. Yeah, I man. mean, you know, it's, it's just where, where do you begin? And then as soon as you, I'm not a big binger. So th it, this is what makes it difficult for me. It's like, I like watching shows, but, um, and there's very few that I'll actually binge. Um, but so it's it's really difficult for me because then you start watching something and then what happens is is they'll be like, oh, you like this? Oh, have you looked at this? And now this is available, and mm -hmm. it's like, it's too overwhelming. I, yeah. I I think in some ways there's just too many choices, mm -hmm. and probably some of that is me, I'm more disciplined. Yeah. But 
Um, it's tough because everything's fine. Mm -hmm. Coming from a point of not having it to things that are coming out as they're being simulcast in Japan. Yeah. We've come a long way, dude. It's it's wild. Uh, And there's so much things vying for your attention, too, man. It's like you you start start to get real picky about what you want to binge watch nowadays. And and it's, 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 it's a great problem to have. And that's the thing. I still remember the days where I would watch anything. Any anime I got my hands on, I would watch that shit. And now I may watch less than one percent of it. That's crazy, man. I would if I did. Well, you know, myself in 1995, I'd be slapping myself. Well, because back then, Mm -hmm. what you could get your hands on was very few and far between what it is now. I mean, it's like I said, you 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 go on. I don't know when they update the streaming sites, Mm -hmm. but every time I go into Netflix, it seems like they are bringing up more and more stuff yeah man i'm just like what the hell they just got jojo for christ's sake it's like yo this is on here get the fuck out yeah (laughs) so i i think everything is it's it's what it is and i i think you're right i Mm. i know keeping track of some of the stuff you were talking about where they're shaking up the formula and i think that that's good i mean you have to do that and i even think um gundam's starting to realize that the gundam narrative i mean i haven't been able i i was unable to go see that movie it's, it's me it's, too I, I i know people would be pissed at me because within where i live it was pretty much at every theater <laughs> that was near me so i really had no excuse not to, but it was only one night mm-hmm. so that was what made it bad and i had something i i could not um do it but you know and i'm sure people that are hearing this were like yeah the the closest one to me was like 100 miles away yeah like, right and they drove <laughs> yo, they drove boy they's like yo we're 100 miles that ain't shit we're going i can't even, i can't even make it up to the one in bella terror like four miles away freeway i'm like you know, oh, but I, I just had, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was more of a time commitment thing, but um, yeah, I, I think that just it's it's overwhelming, and I, I and I've been meaning to talk about this, but I don't know if you were in silver and it's probably worse for you because you watch everything that's on that that you can get your hands on, mm-hmm. and you like a lot. You just you love TV. I yeah, mean, there's I no, do saying or butts about it and <laughs> i mean you just love it so i know if it's hard for me it's got to be impossible for you it's freaking tough i've actually taken a bit of a break from watching stuff as of recently i've just been um yeah been listening here. i listen to a lot of music but i i do i do watch the occasional show but um yeah when it comes down to it if i if i'm gonna sit down and binge watch a show man it's gotta be it's got to be airtight, man. I just I wanted to be nice, tight ten episodes, but anime I'm 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 fine with twenty six. Twenty six I think is a great episode count for a show. Uh, fifty that's a commitment, and we got to do fifty episode shows for Gundam. So I usually save my 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 uh my pay, not my my patience, but my uh my attention span for the uh, for when we do reviews. But um yeah yeah when it comes to like not shows I watch now, man, I'm trying to knock out like a 10 episode season if i can help it man it's it's tough yeah. to commit to a, a whole season i mean i used to watch it like all sorts of network tv used to keep up with all the dc uh ad- adaptation shows on the cw and stuff like that oh my I, god how many of are there were like five at one time mm-hmm. and i haven't really delved into those in a couple of years which is a shame because i don't have anything against those shows i just fell off 
Um, you know, I, I, there was one particular season where I had a house guest and we were just going out and doing stuff and, um, I couldn't get caught up on them and I just stayed in that quicksand <laughs> I'm behind on the yeah. Netflix shows. Uh, like I said, it's a great problem to have because they'll be waiting there, um, for a rainy day when you knock that out. I still got to finish Voltron season, season eight, which we're going to do for the show. So we're going to eventually yeah. watch it. So, you know, there's that, but fudge. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's tough. So I think in a lot of ways, the, um. Um, the state of mecha anime as all anime is probably pretty good. Yeah, I think though that people do have to realize that there is always going to come a point where I think as you get older, some of the shows might not be for you anymore. <laughs> so, you know, especially if they do new incarnations of them. Um, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I, but that's about all I got on that. I mean, for me, for me, ultimately, man, um, I just uh, I've got to say that uh, uh, Gundam as a franchise, I think, is doing all right. Um, I'm still yeah, waiting for I that. Think, I think it's I, very. I, I, Iron Blooded Orphans definitely blew uh, pushed my wig back. So you know, it may not have ended uh, in the best way possible, but it didn't end badly to me. It just it didn't end as with uh, animation uh, as well. Yeah, a lot I mean, of it, I was very few that actually end pretty well. I had that conversation with my coworker uh, the other day. Asking him is like, uh, do you think anime usually ends well? Because usually it doesn't. Usually they rush <laughs> to the end. Usually the uh, the uh, the ending they don't stick. Man, I can name a few animes that have really stuck the landing. I always tell people, Kaze, uh, Kaze no Yojimbo, one of the best goddamn endings you will ever see in a show. Of course, it's based on the uh, Kurosawa film Yojimbo, but yeah. it's still a phenomenal ending. Please watch that shit. It's so good. Um. But yeah, uh, it's hard to stick the landing, especially if you don't have the ending already figured out, man. You have to figure that shit out first, then work backwards, man. That's what you gotta do. I wish, I wish they would more more people would take that approach, man. Um, I, something I've been uh, exposed to recently because I, I I'm a big fan of uh, Better Call Saul and uh, Breaking Bad, and something that those writers do, uh, Vince Gilligan and Peter Gould. One of their part, one of their methods when they write is that they write themselves into a corner, all the time. And they have to write themselves out. And that's just what they do as a writing staff all the time. And I don't think that enough shows do that, man. And I wish they would because it starts to make you super creative on how you how you continue a story and keep it compelling the entire time. And uh, take crazy approaches. So I'd like to see an anime uh, staff, especially for a mecha anime staff, do that shit. And see how that show turns out. It'd be kind of cool to see if that yeah. is. And Enron's got a point. He says 90% of anime is just a commercial for the manga. Or light novel, so they animate a section of the story uh, with no plans to ever continue or wrap up. Yeah, I mean, anime is an industry, and they they kind of uh, serve the master of merchandise. But what is it though? Yeah, I what is it? To be honest, in a lot of ways now, what isn't really um, an industry upon itself? I mm -hmm. mean, I know people look at freaking Game of Thrones. Ooh. That's a freaking complete industry on Ooh. itself now. Between... Yo, we just got a few more weeks. Yeah, man. God, I'm excited. I actually think the internet will crash that. <laughs> HBO Go will crash. HBO Go is dead. Oh, that, that's a, no, oh, that's a given. Oh, no, no yeah. HBO Go is like, I actually think it's, I, I mean, I still have cable HBO. I think I, I think there'd be so many people watching. I'll probably have problems with my cable feed. <laughs> but I actually think Game of Thrones debuting will break the internet. Yeah. I, I, I think it will actually break it and it'll probably break a lot of the social media sites oh i can't wait especially these people that do these twitch and 
Twitter cast, these live simulcasts. Yeah. Or, what is it? The tw- uh, Twitter cast where people just start, you know, doing this stuff on their Twitter feed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. That that's a whole thing. But next question. Next, next question. No next Game question. of Thrones. No Game of Thrones. Yo, shout out to Yup for that question. Thank you so but much. I sure hope Jon Snow fucking dies. Oh damn! <laughs> damn you, Jesus. <laughs> Westeros, Jesus. How dare you come back? <laughs> you piece of shit. Oh, God. oh my god. Shout out to Kit Harrington. But uh, all, the, <laughs> all the people that died and never came back, one person has to come back. Yo, yo, do, uh, we don't get Ned Stark back, but we do get Jon Snow, huh? Oh, oh boy. Why can't it be Tywin Lannister? Woo! Yo, boy. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I'll even take Rob Stark. Fuck it. Uh, well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I showed my I showed my, uh, I showed my hand. A couple weeks ago, they were they were doing one of those things where they were showing on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they were showing one of the early seasons of Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. it was one of the ones with Rob Stark. I'm like, kind of glad he died. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Ooh, boy, he went out fierce too. Jesus. Oh yeah. Stabby stab. Stabby stab indeed. All right. But to true you up on Twitter. Thank you so much, man. I'm much appreciated. Next question comes from Real Rob Mallard, which I believe is also a Philly Gundam fan. Uh, correct me in the chat. Uh, let's see here, because I know the Mallard brothers. Each one has their own, uh, um, uh, has their own nickname on uh, on the interwebs. But uh, oh yeah, that's right. Rob Mallard says, if you have the chance to make it to Japan someday, which one to one Gundam would you want to see on display? And he says the RX-78 or the Unicorn. Man, that's a toughie, boy. Look at this. RX-78-2. Man. Oh, God, that's, look how dope the Unicorn looks, though. Damn. The Unicorn does look dope. Oh, the problem God. with the Unicorn is it makes me think of the moot of the show. Oh, <laughs> like, damn. It's it's such a... If if it never... If I only knew model, mm-hmm. I think I'd be... Yeah, I mean... That one does look pretty dope. Yeah. I, I will say that. But, but RX 78 2, it's a movie star, man. It was yeah. in freaking Pacific Rim. It was the freaking. No, no. The unicorn was yeah. in Pacific Rim. The unicorn was, was that in, the unicorn? Yeah, the unicorn was uh, in front of Anaheim Electronics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they, both right. got their, they both got their time in the sun, actually, the, that same summer. Because we got the unicorn in Pacific Rim 2, and then we got the RX 78 in the Ready Player One. Yeah, the so. RX 78 2 actually did something. Yeah, it did, right? <laughs> So, but if I could have, but I, I, maybe I'll, maybe I'll do, uh, I'll go off of his thing. If you could, if you were in charge of Sunrise, Silbro, Mm -hmm. CEO, Chairman Emeritus, President of Sunrise, and they said, we need a new 1-1 Gundam in Diver City. What would you, actually, you know what? We want a Gundam and a non-Gundam mobile. It doesn't have to be. Oh wow! What what, what would you what would Ooh. you want? No. Well, those those questions are pretty easy for me to answer, so I'm gonna rule out the two. Uh, I was gonna say the Zeta Gundam because that would definitely be my fallback uh, for the Gundam, and then for the non Gundam, uh, any of the uh, well, I had to go with the Valkyrie from Macross, but I'm trying to go with either. Um, no, no, no! I'm not uh, saying non Gundam. I'm saying a non Gundam mobile suit. So oh, I meant oh something in the Gundam unit. Oh non. Gundam. Oh not, shit! Not a Gundam suit. All day. The, any um, other? Any other? Zeon. Zeon. Federation. I mean, I. Um, I know I'm alone. Sunbeam, whatever you wanted. I. What's the name of the one from Seed Destiny? 
the grunt suit that I like so damn much. Marasame. The Marasame. I love that. You want that. the DT custom? The that's Desert D- Tiger Ooh, custom? That's my favorite grunt suit of all time. I love that shit. I just, the Marasame is, it's, 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 it's my guilty pleasure. I know it, it'll get shot down fast. Um, some of the chat saying the turn A, the Dom. Rob Adler says the Dom. Yeah. The, the Big Zam wants his mask protected. The, the big Dome Zam. or the, the Rick the Dome? Big, the Rick uh, the Big Zom. The, the big, oh plus the Big Zom is mass produced. <laughs> yeah, if you have the Big Zom, you have to. One to one. Yeah, there, 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 there. <laughs> big Zom. What's the, what's the Big Zom's mass produced? Yo, the Federation. Yo, give me the perfect Zeong. <laughs> yo, one to one. Give me them legs. I want them. <laughs> Actually, oh. what I would do, mm-hmm. Zade is a good one. I would want. It's a tough one. I'd have to either. It's either gonna be. The strike. Ooh. With the, the ale pack. Oh yes. Or the Exia. Man, you didn't say freedom, huh? No freedom. I do like freedom, Ooh. but. I just think that freedom's so difficult, but the thing I like about those two suits, it's almost like less is more with them. Yeah. Um, but the one that I would probably want for um, the non-Gundam suit, in some ways I'd want that Garibaldi. Oh, word? Man. The freaking, the, like, the... The one that looks like it should have been in Dunbine. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of suits in Zeta that look like they should have been in Dunbine, to be honest. Yeah. Yo, Enron says the G-Savior. <laughs> well, I mean, Oof. you know, that, that is his thing. The Serpent. Yeah. Oh, the Tri-Star is dumb. That would be cool. Be yeah, cool. the Black Tri-Star is dumb. Yo, give me all three. <laughs> yeah. Give me all three, son. Man. What about if you could have a... What, if, uh, uh, what about a non-mobile suit vehicle like um you know any of the white base whatever yeah. it might be well, what, I, what would i would what definitely would want well one of the coolest things that they could do and maybe they've done this already is to have a one-to-one uh core fighter which i believe yeah. i've seen uh one-to-one ball where you can go inside and sit in the cockpit oh, uh, man. And, really... just, and just dream of your death and yeah, death. right <laughs> you have time to wrap it up how, how <laughs> will i die <laughs> <laughs> through uh beam weapon while well, i crushed like old girl and thunderbolt Oof. um you know oh. what, what what is it what's it gonna be how am i gonna go in old mr ball <laughs> going there the dreaming big, the, tray. The big the tray the big tray yeah, i'm cool okay. with that i'm actually cool with the big tray i don't have a problem with that at all maybe a dop and uh was was it the, the tanks what were the t- the tanks were called the dops the right Magellas? the Magellas, and then they combined with the dops so it's not well they good. had it yeah they had the 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 turret yeah separated because no the tops were separate they they but yeah the magellas um there was the the gals which is really cool i would love to see a one-to-one gal yeah the big old gal i mean it's a fucking a big plane whale but you know it's uh it's it's still cool because there's a lot of uh iconic scenes in mobile suit gundam with them so that's not too bad um to be honest with you i would love to see the uh argama Although that'd be kind of hard. <laughs> the argument, uh, the reason why it would be hard is because it has that section in the middle that rotates because of gravity. 
The, I guess the, the living quarters yeah. where people live, it makes it kind of well, hard. Yeah. You, don't, yeah. you don't have to have that. I mean, yeah, in. true. Uh, either that or the Rockaloom. The Rockaloom would be cool. Um, Bright's chair. Bright's chair alone. Matter of fact, if you couldn't give us the Rockaloom, <laughs> give me Bright's chair. Just, just make that shit, please. <laughs> just give me the give me the satisfaction of going through the floor. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'd yes. probably like. I'd probably want the Albion. I always liked the Albion. That's a cool ship. Yeah, it's it's the really the because it's it still looks like the white base, but it's just so different. Um, that would be cool. So. Hmm. All right. Not a bad so, dude. Yeah. Shout out to Rob Mallard for that question, man. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, Long time listener as well, man. Yeah. Rob Mallard's been cooking with us. And, and Ron corrected you. It wasn't stop. It was a detach. It's just the turret would detach. It was ah. like the, it was like the bottom would get destroyed, and you're like, oh, get out of here. Son, I go from a tanker to a fighter pilot. <laughs> so Yo, shout out to Rob Adler, one to one side seven, dude. I fucking love that shit. Actually, I would rather have a finished side. <laughs> like, like maybe side, uh, no, you didn't, side you didn't six. Have have like a, that'd be the, that'd be the most awesome Gundam theme park. Is oh, you, true. You arrive, at, you arrive at um, at side seven. There you go, and then they have that partition section where you go back there and get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Before you see them to see anything. Man. I'm surprised nobody saw it. Said Gene or Denim Zakus. Oh my yeah. lord, man! Just a big ball, <laughs> a big <laughs> scrap metal. <laughs> I would love for them to take the one-to-one Gundam, right? Lay it on the top of a truck platform and then have the cockpit oh, open like and people go climb aside. Did they do that once? They did, I never knew they did that. They did that for real? Uh, no, no, no. I, I no, did I'm, it. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying they take the one-to-one Gundam, they do it like the first lay episode of Mobile Suit Gundam, lay it on the truck, like yeah. yeah, and then uh, people can climb on and go into the cockpit. Like they uh, live in the dream. <laughs> Fire that bad boy up. Man. Be freaking great. But uh all right, next up. Shout out to Austin. He hits us up with another great question. And that is what would be your perfect Gundam show? Story, setting, etc. Oh, no. I'll I'll throw my hat in the ring on all this. Alright, so bro, just go ahead with it. I would do this. Um, female bleed. Um you know what? All female cast. No, <laughs> Oh man! Oh, the people ain't ready. Um, but no. Um, I would do something where you kind of inverse the the situation. Street Fighter merges with Gundam. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. No. Yo, but that's where they got that. It's called G Gundam. But uh, <laughs> but no, I would do something where it's a. Uh, uh, I would I would bring aliens back into the 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 situation. Um, have an invasion on um, Earth from an alien invasion, but there's two sides of the conflict. Uh, one side actually wants to help the Earthlings, and the other side wants to conquer the planet. And the ones that want to help bring technology with them, so they have to, you know, basically Real get help. Technology. They have to. They have to basically uh, get humans to to quickly uh, quickly bring the technology into their own. And you got these mobile suit pilots that are uh, learning the ropes as things go along i mean it's, it's just me spitballing a premise i really haven't thought too much about it because i have my own idea for a mech show that i'm working on right now anyway but um <laughs> <laughs> so i'm not throwing that out there but uh that would be something i would like to do i would like to see it take place in modern day that's the thing like you know our tech our world is not ready for like an invasion of mobile suits and all that shit but we got to deal with that and we have access to them too that'd be kind of interesting to go from like everyday life to oh, like uh, a, a dire situation Mm-hmm. crash program into using that technology yeah exactly and just yeah, just just seeing yeah. like kind of like uh kind of like what i wanted to see in or battler dunbine when uh 
when they invaded the earth and I wanted to see them try to kind of retrofit that technology into their own and see what they did. But the, the show was kind of running out of time at that time. So they really wouldn't have time for that. But, um, I, you know, I kind of want to see that premise where out of the blue, there's an invasion and mankind's got to, got to step up and, uh, and fight fire with fire with mobile suits and go with that. So it'd be really cool to see that unfold, but that's my idea in a nutshell. Mine's all grizzled old veterans. Yes. No, no, South burning. No. South Um actually I'd like to see a show where you take the old Earth versus you know space type of thing and you do a twist mm-hmm. where instead of it always being maybe um, a fight for independence, it's a fight for something else. Maybe like what you're saying maybe some alien technology, you know, something that just ups the stakes maybe, and maybe going to the, the political back dealings with how we got to these points. Like, yeah, I almost would rather see, and I, that's what I kind of enjoyed about. I enjoyed origin as the book and then origin as the OVA is you kind of getting to see the stuff from the beginning before what you really need because really you know in some ways doing the whole war stuff is is um uh you know that's kind of easy you know it it is but showing how these things kind of the decisions that are made um you know maybe more in long the lines if we're going to do something within the some of these wars um how it deals with other things in society you know maybe how like uh organized crimes involved and you know all this like really kind of seedy shit either that or just let me see what the calamity war was all about yeah man That's- <laughs> oh i would love to see that boy I, I, would, I, would, I mean if there's any that would be kind of a perfect show for me because damn the little bit they they teased i was like damn that shit got real like what what is <laughs> What what is going on? Um, but yeah, I think that or taking uh, the mobile suit technology, almost doing the Macross thing, going, um, you know, going to other worlds, yeah, and having to deal with stuff, and thinking that oh wow, we have the most powerful machines, and then they're nothing, yeah. um, and, and and things like that. I think the only but, other series uh, I would would want to see right off the bat is uh, what happens on the other side of the of the dark history, basically. Uh, the people who left oh, yeah. and to go colonize other planets, what happened to those people? And uh, what yeah. things unfolded there. That would be really dope to see uh, the other end of that uh, that storyline. And um, we'll never see it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I am, I am in look to like the sequel to Double O and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, think, I mean, these... Um, you know, that's what made Double O so nice is the fact that it gave us, um, you know, that it was in our timeline, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that that's, you know, so maybe because I'm always a big I always want to see stuff that shows how wars begin and then the immediate aftermath, how they deal with this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think the most I think one of the best. Uh, Universal Century shows they could do is like immediately after the armistice. Like if they did it, if they did a show like, okay, here's the armistice or 
the surrender. I forget what was it, armistice or surrender. I, I forget mm-hmm. what the ended the one year war. But it's like as soon as that ends, then follow like something for a year and go into different things. I don't need you to always follow. You know, give me um, give me an ensemble cast. I know that's yeah. overplayed. No, but it's l- not l- really. Let me see the let me see the bureaucrats doing their stuff. Then we get the pilots. Then we get the civilians. You know the the Zeon remnant. Um, you know that's the stuff you kind of want to see. You know what is. I really want, man? I want a show that follows Kai Sheeden on the job. I want him to be like investigating yeah, that'd shit. Be cool too. He's in the Universal that, that, that's, Century. That's Chris's dream. That's Chris's Chris dream, right? Well, for real, yeah. dude. I want I want that because they made mangas yeah. on it. Um, at least yeah. they had a short run manga series on it, but I want him like chasing leads, following not not so much conspiracies, but getting the truth out into the public for people. Like during yeah. the during the Grips War, because he was working during that during that time. So like, what was going on with Kai during that time, and and uh, and un- unfolding all sorts of things that were going on behind the scenes. I just want to but, see someone in the shit who's actually like not piloting anything and just existing yeah. in this world and being being in its own in their own microcosm as all the big shits going on. That's what I would love to see, and just to see how they're yeah. affected. By I mean, that. that that would be great, but I would just love to see the immediate aftermath because mm-hmm. just think of the scope of what you would have to do. I mean, you just have this massive war that laid untold death and untold death and destruction on your popular. Where do you even begin? Like, what what do you even start with? Um, and you know, because we always, they they kind of insinuate it, like, you know, yes, the colonies, you know, they felt the brunt of it, but they say, okay, things happen on Earth, but you never really got the scope of, like, what was really the, um, you know, what did they suffer? What did the, what did the people on Earth really suffer? How yeah. much did they, I mean, I know... Sydney and Australia, and there are certain areas that did, Mm -hmm. but what about some of these other areas? Because, and then what did the Federation do? Did they just do, because as we saw in some of the shows, they were kind of lackadaisical. They were more worried about getting the technology that Xeon had than trying to, um, you know, um, reconcile the the world, you know, so. And they were short-sighted in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. Or like you said though, with I think aliens is like the next progression really they need to go. I mean it's them jumping the shark, I'm gonna be honest, but at at the same time I wouldn't mind seeing something. But jumping sh- the shark isn't always bad though. It isn't and it would shake up the formula a little bit because we, we, we touched the surface of aliens with uh double O, but we really haven't uh gone any further than that. I thought that uh, age might do it too, but uh oops. <laughs> that was a mislead. Man. Um yeah, Somebody it's... was watching the Desco when they, t- when they wrote that shit. Oh my god, no <laughs> doubt. And just went, did, did, a, did a poorly <laughs> a poor a poor representation. Yo, know, Enron, he says, guys, hear me out. Gundam Idols. <laughs> Gundam Idols, yeah. Oh my god. Let's see. Oh, Robert says they're kind of doing that in Thunderbolt, at least in regards to the timeline. I, you know, with the kind of the more of the clo- the, yeah. the microcosm, uh our ace combat is the one thing. That may have a story worse than Gundam. Oh, wow. <laughs> Damn. They do, but it's Thunderbolt, though. I mean, yeah. that's the problem with it. It's just... Austin says, uh, he says another turn A type show would be cool. I'd be down for that, man. 
Tournay is so underrated, man. I think to this day, it really is. I, I don't know if I want another because it's like, did I have to compare it to Tournay? <laughs> <laughs> and, and most likely, it's going to lose. Like, oh my God. I mean, I, I really don't want Because Tournay is like, it's almost like the, it's like the chill show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if you, if you really think about it. So. It is. And that show is half... I don't know where we're going, but uh, we're, we're going to get there someday. <laughs> yeah, I like. <laughs> There's a bit of wandering in that show, and uh, you kind of wonder where they uh, where it's actually going to end up. But it, it, I think it ends strong. I really do. I think Turn A is uh, it's definitely unique. It has unique one of the series. it has stronger endings mm-hmm. of of Gundam. It, it does, and uh, I, I I I adore that show, and I love the characters in it, and. Uh, I would love to see something like that, but I just don't think we'll ever get another show like that. I, I think uh, there was just something going on at Sunrise at the time that allowed for a show like that. And I'll be straight with you. I don't think Turn 8 turned out the way that Tomino wanted it. I think, and I, I don't I, think it did either. I am yeah. convinced, convinced that he wanted a female lead for that show. Because when you have uh, Laurent... Lo- and he has, in the very beginning of that show, they were real strong on him cross-dressing and all that shit. And it's like, oh, I, no. all I, think, the time. I think he really wanted that Laura Roller to be the main character. But they had to they had to sell models and they had to make sure they had mid-move product. And the only way to do that, they already were, they already were pushing things by having a black protagonist. So, you know, it's like, we can't make a black and female. We'll, we'll, we'll fuck this whole thing up. <laughs> so, they compromised on one and let the other slide. And it's just... Um, it's just how it is, but it makes me wonder if they did do a black a black, a, a black female pilot. I would I'd have to be the the most uh, off the off the rails Gundam show that ever was. And uh, turn a it's 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 still got a place in my heart, man. I love that show. I think it's crazy. And Enron yeah. says if Tomino got his way, I'm sure turn a would have been jacked up. Uh, Ronan says uh, it, I, don't, I don't know about that. Not back then. Yeah, I I, I think he was See, in a good was place. Tomino, you know, if you're yeah. if you're Doing Tamino now compared to Tamino back when Turn A. Yeah. Because uh, he did King Gainer. He did Gain- King Gainer right yeah. after that, and that show was dope. Uh, he also did the. I almost the... think in a lot of ways, King Gainer is what he kind of wanted Turn A to be. Oops. In some <laughs> you might be right. <laughs> he probably just wasn't a lot. I mean, because mm-hmm. Turn A is very lighthearted. I mean, it, it gets yeah. it does get serious at points, mm-hmm. but. For a Gundam show, it's pretty damn lighthearted for the most point. Yeah, man. And there's a few people that die, but for the most point, not a lot of anybody really died. You know, outside <laughs> of like Soshi's dad and then freaking that like Errol Flynn guy that, mm-hmm. um, who was that guy? Gab- Gabble Gabbling or whatever. I think so. The, the, the cool ass dude with the pencil thin mustache. Yeah. Yo, I remember that guy. That guy was dope. He was going to marry Soshi, man. That sucks. Yeah, he's like a cross between like Howard Hughes and freaking Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn, man. That, that guy was the smoothness, man. And they just aced him. It's like, damn, you, Tomino. The coolest guy, you'll always be doing this. Oh, man. <laughs> damn it. Oh, man. Jared Messa. Yeah, that, that would have been just a, a thing on the Jared Messa um, on, on his early days. <laughs> yeah. You know what I thought about the other day, though? I thought about... It. This is crazy. I don't know why. I, I was thinking about... Laura, uh, what's her name? Uh, Mira... Lyra... Mi- the chick in the first ten episodes of Zeta with the, who had, like, the, the purple Titans outfit and the uh, oh, and the yeah, scarf. Yeah, yeah. Lila Mila Ryla. I believe that's what her name yeah. was. And I thought that character would have had a lot of mileage if they just let that character continue. But I think they killed her off too fast in Zeta. 
Honestly, I, I get where they were going with that. They were trying to make her like the rumble roll of that uh yeah. of that arc, but it's like I it didn't work as well and I think that character could have gone a little bit further if they wanted to kind of do I would have rather seen her go on than Jared, but I understand the point of Jared. He sucks, but <laughs> it's, it is what it is. But uh yeah. Ugh. Yeah, we got All another right. one. Um, and this is more of a con. Uh, this is more of a uh, a comment on one of the previous tweets. But uh, shout outs to Joe Concept. He says, uh, "What I bet, what you and I joked about earlier, which uh, I would still love to see, a Gundam show with a woman as the lead pilot and protagonist, sort of almost there with, uh, sort of almost there with Julietta. Julietta, remind me who that is. I forget. I don't remember shit." A woman at the lead protagonist. Maybe that's a character from uh, Gundam. Uh, Gundam, um, the new the new movie, the narrative Gundam narrative. I'm not sure if that's uh, a character from that, but I need to get on that. Uh, what is yeah. it? It's gonna be on home video soon, so I will definitely see it when it hits that. So that is uh, the talk there. Well, the thing the thing with having um, the female pilot is you need to have it at the point where it's just it's they're a pilot, like yeah. you know they're not. They don't have the pink outfit and you know they don't like you 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 gotta have it where it's almost like you, they're indistinguishable with a man in some ways like yeah. it i i don't um oh yeah julietta was the blonde chick in ibo oh okay fix loved, my face uh, the dude yeah that dude yes yeah she was okay yeah, yeah fix my face but I think the thing with the female lead, I think you would probably, you're more apt to have like a, a minority lead <laughs> before you will a woman lead. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I think in some ways that you still kind of need that because there, you know, there could be, there could be used for a lot more minority when it comes to stuff. Yeah. And I'm not including dark skinned cat girls, you know, they don't really <laughs> <laughs> very select minority that's what they are specifically yeah. um but yeah uh we might as well go to uh some of the uh ones we had pulled earlier okay i'm gonna jump to uh this one surprise no other no other uh, well, no other questions or things from the people out there yeah Surpri i was, I was surprising scrolling to the chat we actually addressed a lot of the stuff in the chat i i didn't see any uh standout questions but if you guys want to have a better chance of getting your questions answered uh submit them on twitter with the hashtag uh gundam 206 you can see right here on the on the top of the screen where it says rapid fire quest rapid fire and random questions gundam 206 you can submit it and get your question on the show um but uh one of the one of the topics that we uh pulled uh for a while now um from from one of our old 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 threads over our mecha talk is this one uh, from zero the masked knight Shout outs to him, long time listener, or was a long time listener. <laughs> Props to Zero. I remember him submitting a lot of stuff back in the day. But he said, uh, I would like you to. He said, I was hoping that you would compare and contrast the two main styles of television storytelling in both animated and live action format. The first style is more common in anime, series wide story arcs where Sobro mentioned every episode is crucial. Uh, recently, Western cartoons like uh, both like Avatar, Young Justice, uh, and the new Clone Wars cartoon is starting to follow the style. The new Clone Wars cartoon. Man, that this is back when it was new. <laughs> yeah. Also, newer live action shows like Game of Thrones and Arrow also made this way. Man, this is really old. Woo, man. Yo, this is this knock the dust off this question. The second style. That's back, that's back when Arrow was good. Ooh, damn. <laughs> 
yo, become a CW show. Yo, shots fired. Man, damn. The second style is or was more common in Western shows. Self-contained episodes with the original continuity references. Occasional conti- continuity references. Uh, the majority of Star Trek shows follow this style. Uh, at least back in the day, anyway, until uh, Discovery. Uh, so do long-running um, police procedural. So do long-running police procedurals like NCIS and CSI. Uh, also, older car- Western cartoon styles. Yeah, they, they pretty much all ran episodic. Which style do you prefer? It was brought up in a previous topic submission that is longer-running shows. The one uh, following the second style tend to waste more time with filler. Uh, do you know any shows that were able to beat this potential flaw? Well, we're in a kind of different world now, right? Because we have a like way different world. Yeah, yeah, man. So this 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 question shows its age, but it's actually a very good question to kind of well, look I back think... and compare to what we have now, which is which is man, it's uh, I'm we're kind of blessed to have what we have now. <laughs> I think I think though that there's a place for both. Yeah, and there is so you have to look at it too as a you know television's a business model. Yeah. And there are certain shows that are always going to be popular. Police procedural shows will always be. I mean, for how long has Law and Order been on TV in some way or oh, shape or form? In some way, shape, oh, like oh, 25 years at this point. It's been around yeah, for a while. I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, and what makes those shows good is they're perfect for syndication or for streaming because you don't have to invest a lot of time in it in it you know you can watch a few episodes get going and then you know you, you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about watching or keeping up with it because if you're just wanting some good entertainment then those are the places to go mm-hmm. now yeah he's he's right because now you're in a different thing i mean game of thrones this is talking newer shows like game of thrones now game <laughs> of thrones is ending and it, it, but the but the thing about it is, is now you have probably more of these uh, over wide story arcs that are going on. Like you mentioned, uh, Star Trek Discovery. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't seen it still, but I I read I, every week. I read these things online about the show, so I kind of know what's going on, even though I watch it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, and. It's a very interesting show what they're doing. And one of these days I'll have to sit down and watch it because, um, you know, it's kind of a good thing that they're doing because they're shaking up the formula with Star Trek. Because, I mean, really, Star Trek needed that shakeup. I yeah. mean, um, it needed something to kick itself in the ass because, uh, as, yeah. as much as I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed the uh, the the Abrams reboot. Uh, I know this number two is controversial, and I love I love the third one of the of the, of the new Star Trek movies. Uh, when it comes down to it, um, when it comes to the shows, uh, you need something that's because Deep Space Nine was kind of a serial. Because if you go back and look at it, it had like plot points throughout the season, even though it was episodic too. It had kind of. It was, did it feel like? Because you watched all of Deep Space Nine, did it kind of feel like a standalone complex where you had um, episodic episodes and then you had episodes that kind of were in the main well, storyline of the of the season? The first season pretty much is kind of a lot of it is um, episodic the Star Trek format. It's yeah. the start of Star Trek formula. It's. You know what thing is going to happen? What's Quark going to do now? Oh boy! What 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 administrative thing that um, Cisco has to deal with? And <laughs> I mean, it's when you got to the Jem'Hadar. I think it's the end of season two when the Jem'Hadar show up, 
and then you have the whole thing i mean the dominion war is like pretty much the last part of the shit of the series and but you know you would have you would have the standalone um episodes in that too because it with deep space nine it depended on um it depended on um their budget you know Mm -hmm. like the funniest thing and, and i'm sure you heard me and chris joke about it before is after deep space nine has that great uh episode with the whole thing with the tribbles yes on the, the original show mm-hmm. i mean what how they integrate thing was just amazing it, it was just great but then the next like three episodes they never leave the promenade on the, <laughs> the, time the budget they blew the budget yeah. so you know i i think when it comes to that um that you know, it depends on what the budgets are, but yeah, Deep Space Nine. I think that's what always made it different, and mm-hmm. it's what and it's weird because I remember back in the day, people didn't. There were so many things that they didn't like about it, and part of it too was that um, you know it wasn't always self-contained. But yet, a lot of the Next Generation fans, their their best episodes are the ones that were like the two-parters. And stuff, yes, you know, so. And, and- <laughs> it, it's really it's really weird and that's what now, ge- that would geek me out about uh episodic shows is when you had continuity between episodes every once in a while with a reference a previous one because that was a rarity in shows like that i mean star trek more often you yeah. would see it because developments would happen throughout a season and then they would call back to them in the season finale or something like that um season one of next gen had that with the uh conspiracy where they went and uh had to had to go to the head of starfleet and, and wow. shoot him with a phaser uh, after he was like, um, and yeah, Yazi gave me, just gave me a question. You just oh. finish up. Oh yeah. Go he for gave it. me a great question. <laughs> That's a but, real hard question. But no, yeah. I, I was pretty much well, done. Then, what was it? What was oh, it? What, what you got to say? Yeah, okay. uh, no, just basically, I, I, I like it when it was called back, but go ahead. He brings up. Neo, which is better, Deep Space Nine or Babylon Five? Ooh, that's a toughie, right? Well, for you, it's not. That... I, mm-hmm. I refuse to. Mm-hmm. So, what I understand, and Chris, I remember talking with Chris about this, and maybe the stream, the guy that did Babylon Five. There mm-hmm. is some controversy that Star Trek stole that idea, right? Yeah. Or that he presented it to Paramount, said no, and then he got the thing with Deep Space Nine, or he did Babylon Five, and then Deep Space Nine came around. Um, J. Michael I hate, do, I hate I hate doing the push, mm-hmm. but I will completely push on your question because <laughs> I think both Damn. of those shows in their own way are special um yeah nobody's ever seen babylon 5 and babylon 5 is one of these shows okay just yes i know the effects were cheesy the effects were cheesy back when they were done i mean yeah it it is low budget yeah when it comes to the effects and even the original star trek had cheesy effects back then i mean they were great they were great at the time but you look back now and it's like man well i don't think babylon 5 even at the time they were they, I mean, because it was what on TBS, I think it was I mean, no it was syndication. A, it was syndication. It was very on. low budget. Yeah, show. man, it really and, was. But for everything that is low budget in the effects, it's got some of the highest budget when it comes to a story and a solid story. 
And yes, there is some, um, you know, the whole thing with uh, spiritual and then somebody being uh, kind of, in some ways, the messiah mm-hmm. of that spiritual realm in both of those shows. But if if I was to choose, I'd probably have to say Babylon 5 because with Babylon 5, I don't know if there was really any episodic episode. Every episode continued the story. Man. And there was always something because he had a plan. I mean, the, the part of what Babylon 5 is, the title from what I understand is it is a thing done in five years. Like it, it is a five season show and it just i mean and it's got such great characters and some really great acting yeah i mean just amazing amazing performances for uh babylon 5 but i mean for everything that's yes nine I can't say that you have to skip you could skip the first season of ds9 because you really can't because you have to see the progression, especially of the characters. Mm-hmm. Especially of because I, I still contend Cisco probably is one of the best captains ever. And he really... Um, it was the most realistic of somebody that would have to make difficult decisions under duress uh, in Star Trek that I've seen. And, and I, I, I love... love- and I love Kirk, but yeah. and Kirk did a lot of stuff. But even even in those things, it was always kind of homespun. And yeah, Londo is <laughs> Londo, Londo and Babylon Five. So and um, and the thing about Cisco is he was like it was he he went through trial by fire and, and from the very beginning, man. Like yeah. I I never forget the pilot episode of uh, D Space Nine because of Wolf Wolf Three Five Nine, dude. When he got to see the fight from his perspective, from his ship's mm-hmm. perspective, and how his ship got torn out the frame, and he lost his wife. And barely escaped with the sun. It's like, yo, he uh, he's going through some shit. <laughs> he went through some stuff, man. And um, and then you see his rise from commander to captain in the series. Uh, you kind of well, get to see him. That, mm-hmm. The fact that he dresses down Picard. Yes. In that episode, and he bitch slaps Q. Yep. And you never see Q again. Nope. That motherfucker <laughs> left. <laughs> he was gone. It's like you're no fun. I'm out of here. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, you're too serious. Um, But yeah, I would suggest everybody out there watch both. But Babylon Five is just—it is—it's one of the most enjoyable things I've ever really watched. And you forget about the stuff with the effects and all that because there—I mean, there is political intrigue. There is—you know—it's got everything. It's got like. It's got the proceed. It's um, it's got like police procedural stuff. It's got the military stuff. Mm-hmm. It's got like the West Wing. You know all the conniving. It's got people love Game of Thrones where everybody's trying to position themselves and screwing over. That's Babylon Five. It's yeah. just in space and it predates you know? it predates Game of Thrones by quite a bit. If you like Game of Thrones, you should definitely check out Babylon Five because it's got that same uh, intrigue and politics and. Um, and just the individual characters and their storylines and how they intersect. And it's a serial much like that, man. It's just, you know, it's, if you can get past the, uh, the the special effects they could only afford at the time uh, and just get engrossed in the characters in the world, but, I think you're going to get a lot out of it. But it shows that you don't need that stuff. Nope. And it shows that if the writing's strong, 
the acting's strong. You can tell that people really... And, and the thing about Babylon 5 was there was... Oh, you always got the sense there was an end point. Like, there was an end game. That's the thing that made it so... Just like Deep Space Nine, in the end, there was an end game. There, I mean, it, it took a while for them to get to that point. Um, but I think that that... I'm not a writer, and I'm not a TV person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't do any of that. But I think from just my observation, the hardest thing to do is to end a story. Yeah. I think that that must be the most difficult thing because even even Western stuff, you know, even our live action, these movies and stuff, it's very difficult to end some of these movies um, or some of these TV shows in a way that's just satisfying. Um, and, you know, and it doesn't always have to be, um, um, you know, a, a blaze of glory or anything like that. It's just you have to make it in a way that it's just satisfying. And um, but yeah, definitely watch this show. <laughs> I mean, and Babylon Five, I think, hell to find. I don't know where you even watch it at this point. It's Probably on Amazon. It's, it's on Amazon. Oh, uh, is it on? Yeah, Amazon? yeah. Shout out to Yazi. Yazi says it's currently on Amazon Prime. So if you guys have oh, Amazon wow. Prime, you should check out Babylon man, Five, baby. It makes me want to rewatch because I haven't seen it in a while. Hell yeah, man! And, Shit, and I'll, I'll definitely. Uh, Soul Bro, I will. I will tell you this: mm-hmm. if you have Amazon Prime or access to it, you want to watch Babylon Five. I think you'll, I think you'll really enjoy it because it's, it's got everything in it. Because it, it does. It has every like type of story, plot point you can have. There's mystery. There's in- intrigue. There's political. I mean, it's just everything there, and and it, it's, it's a shame that it never got what it really should have gotten. But in some ways it's probably good. It didn't because maybe the writing had to be that way to overcompensate with, um, the low budget. Yeah, very true. But, uh, yeah, man, you got, you got Neil's recommendation right there. It sounds like, uh, he's torn between the two shows, but it sounds like Babylon yeah. five might be edging it out by, by point one, one point point zero 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 one percent. Well, cause <laughs> Well, I, I mean, knows? they have bad commanders in both, but yeah. I mean, it, but you know, <laughs> I mean, if you could just, just the transformation of Cisco, when you have the actual visible transformation of like Goody Two Shoe Gene Roddenberry inspired, oh yeah, Cisco to like <laughs> militant Cisco. <laughs> We got to get shit done. Like, stuff is bad. I don't care what we got to do. Yo, like, fuck diplomacy, I'll, Cisco. I'll, I'll, even, I'll even consider doing biological warfare. Woo! Oh, shit. Doing genocide if it means stopping a war. It's like, damn, yeah, we're okay. Gonna, we're going way past breaking the fi- prime directive. And I believe, I believe um, Deep Space Nine has the... Uh, the the group that everybody loves, especially in, I think they're a pretty big part in um, Discovery, too. It's Section 31, right? I, yeah, um, I believe so, yeah. So I think Section 31 shows up in Discovery for a little bit, but, you know, <laughs> there's secret clandestine part of, of Starfleet intelligence. So. Section thirty one, man. Well, if anything, shout out to uh, Yazi for the question, and also uh, earlier when uh, 
we were talking about the uh, subject. Where did I put it? Oh, here we go. Uh, props to Zero the Mass Night. I will say this: I do prefer I do prefer serial based television shows that are short run. Uh, you know, where short seasons are like ten. I, I, I yeah. I'm not crazy about thirteen episodes unless they're half hour episodes. Then that's fine. But like thirteen one hour long episodes is like yo, come on, dial that back. Eight to ten, I'm cool with. Like Ozark. I've been knocking that. Sh- I, I, I watched both seasons of that show, and that's a smooth watch. Really? Like, you like that? I love Ozark, man. I, I tried. I tried watching it. Oh. I couldn't. I couldn't get into. It. <laughs> why? Why? Why my man? Um, what's his name? Jason. Jason Bateman is not being nominated for an Michael Oscar. Bluth. Michael Bluth. He kills it on that show. <laughs> he kills it. I love Ozark to death. And the, the the biggest trick they ever pulled in that show, and I won't ruin it for anybody, but there's a character that starts out in the show, which you think so little of. Because of something they did, but by the end of season two, there's such an incredible flip of that character that I cannot believe where we're going into season three. So yeah, Ozark is like ten episodes. It, it, a season. It's a shame. Mm-hmm. It's a shame too because I like anything crime. I guess the most fascinating thing to me when people do financial crimes. Yeah, it, 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 you know what? I can. I guess I wondered. I wanted to know if you saw it because it has to do with someone who's uh I, who, I, who launders yeah. money. So it's like you, you know, you have you you're into the financial world, so. You well, you have insight yeah, on that. Some, you're not no, washing people's yeah. money, but I'm just saying. But you you probably have better insight on that shit than I ever would. So I, I yeah, I, I always love that stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just um, I maybe I need to just go back. It might have been one of the things where you're just trying to do something and it's just not working. Yeah, I mean it's not going to be Breaking Bad. I mean, I'll, I'll tell people straight up: if you if you're going into the show thinking it's going to be Breaking Bad, there's more of a family dynamic to the show than there was in Breaking Bad uh, for Ozark. So I would give that a, I would I would just put the, the Breaking Bad comparisons aside. It's the same people. Same thing I tell people when they go into Better Call Saul. It's not Breaking Bad, but I'll be honest with you: Better Call Saul, I think, is better than Breaking Bad. I'm gonna put that on the table right now. It is better than Breaking Bad. The way they tell their episode stories, where you don't know what the hell is going on, but by the end of the episode, everything makes sense. I love that type of storytelling, and they knock it out the park every single episode of that show. Better Call Saul. I love Breaking Bad. Don't get me wrong, but it starts off slow. Better Call Saul. The pace is solid, and you can see that they figured out everything by the time they got to that show. And I can't wait for season five when that starts up this year. So yeah, man, give me nice tight seasons. Um, but I want, I want serials. I, I grew up when I grew up at, we, I grew up in a world where you had episodic television. It was just the way it was, but every so often I get to see an anime get brought to the States. And I wonder why does this feel like a continuing story? Why does it feel like when I first saw Robotech, it felt that way when I, when I would watch, uh, the shows based on like, uh, old school novels, like Tom Sawyer and little women on HBO. And it's like, yo, this is a serial. Yo, this is freaking cool. <laughs> every episode matters um and then sure enough uh nowadays we're just used to it because tv's doing it uh and anime's done it for years so yeah it's it's a great experience when you get to watch a long-form story unfold and i'm down for that but um yeah the next question here we're going to run through uh these real well i'm going to run through what we got left on twitter uh, cause we just got a couple submissions at the yeah. end and we'll do this real quick and then we'll get into, uh, our last topic, which we'll only talk about for five minutes anyway. But, um, the Hod, shout out to the Hod. He submitted this question here. He says two days ago, it was the 31st anniversary of Shars Counterattack. Man, 31st. Wow. Speaking of Gundam films. This one's a real rock. This one's a real rock for real. <laughs> yeah. So it's been 31 years since real rock. So he died. Yeah. man, that's, uh, that's, we got We got to pour one out. And then, the, and then. <laughs> Introduction of Soulbro's most favorite 
female character. Oh yes, oh yes, my favorite pink-haired piece of garbage. But uh, was it green? Her hair is gray. Her hair is green. Let me fix my face. Um, <laughs> speaking of Gundam films, which one of you would like to watch it? Which one? Of, uh, which one is the one you want to watch in the theater outside of Gundam narrative? So, which Gundam film has come and gone that you would love to see in the theater? It'd probably have to be Shars Counter. I this is so I'm, it's so damn beautiful. I am, um, <laughs> I'm really I mean, leaning towards I, that man. Shars Counter. I, I remember watching it when it came out when they had the the tsunami release of it, and that was when they did the. Uh, I think they remastered the DVD or something. I still have that DVD, I believe. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it, it looked amazing. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing that. Um but then I don't know, I uh maybe the trilogy? Yeah, the trilogy I, I would could, be my I second could, choice. Yeah. Trilogy. Yeah. The gun the first Gundam trilogy. Because mm -hmm. it it's how it started, man. I mean if they were you know, if you took the Blu ray rip and you put it up there and plus it's just um <laughs> <laughs> It's old animation, so it always looks better when they upscale it. That's not true. Gundam, I'd love to see Do You Remember Love. I don't care. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, not, my ooh. God. I'd love to see that. Oh, I, I put that above Shars. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, Do You Remember Love is top of my list. Top of my Woo. list. I love that movie so damn much, and that movie's yeah. gorgeous. Oh, my goodness, yo. That's, that's, that is some classic anime right there. But, yeah, Shars Counterattack, uh, I would definitely be my, my, yeah. my Gundam-based choice. I'm being corrected that, you know, the trilogy is it's three films but not one. But it's it's one ginormous story. <laughs> <laughs> Guess we're binge-watching. <laughs> hey, if, 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 if people are able to go and watch the freaking 20-something uh Marvel films before Avengers Endgame. <laughs> right? <laughs> What's three for me? <laughs> exactly. You know? Man. Uh, but yeah, shout out to The Hod, man. Thank you very much. Follow him on Twitter at The Hod, H O D 81. Uh, long time listener to the show, man. He's an awesome dude. I've met him a few times. I uh, used to live around these parts, man. And now he's doing big things, man. Props to you, man. Shout out to The Hod yet again. And uh, next up, we got. Uh, Corey, shout out to Corey, who's also known as Ronin0510 on Twitter. Uh, another longtime listener of the show. He oh, says, Damn it, he said Endless Walls. Oh. Damn you, what, what version? <laughs> <laughs> Common Boy, uh, that's a good point. Actually, Endless Walls is uh, the, the movie version, I guess, the, the, the perfect <sighs> man. Uh, not a bad deal, although I, 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 I still put Shars Counterattack above that. I would. Yeah, Shars Counterattack. Yeah, I love the score in that movie too. I love the music. I love the, um, the of course the animation and the story. Uh, there's parts of it I like, parts of it I don't. But yeah. uh, ultimately, I will I will definitely uh, choose Charles Counterattack. But um, props to Corey. He says, so what are what were sorry, so what were some of y'all's favorite Gundam tech that isn't just giant mechas? I've always loved the concept of the panoramic cockpit. I actually love that to death. I think that's one of the coolest things. I think in real life that'll be a thing eventually. I think it already is a thing. It probably is. Cause, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's that. It, it's just probably, I don't know, but I mean, <laughs> I can imagine that being in, you know, in commercial and even military stuff. You know, it, the the only thing I could see with that is just 
processing and powering it. You know, that that's the that's always the in the weight. You know, that that's always the big thing. But yes. yeah, that that would be cool. Um, um man, um the beam saber? <laughs> I really don't want that. No. Yeah, please please just keep that. Well, no. I mean, I, beam saber would be one um actually it have to be the Minoski um Part of the reactor. Oh wow. No, the reactor, the miniaturized nuclear fusion reactor. I yeah. mean, they're that... trying to do fusion. <laughs> they you know, the things that they try to do a fusion reaction and now it like covers a city block. Mm -hmm. The fact that it's a I mean, that would be tech that would be that's always fascinating to me. The fact that they're able to have the reactor behind them with very minimal shield. <laughs> it's that's actually um, that's such a very good point. I mean, I, I would love to see normal suits that don't, uh, you know, spacesuits that aren't as giant and bulky as yes they are now. How they were the I mean, pilot suits that they use in uh, in the Gundam series. Those, actually, being able to go out in space with them, yeah. So. And, and also speaking of space, I would love to see space colonies in my lifetime. I'd love to see the O'Neill cylinder be a real yeah. thing. I don't think I will, but it'd be really cool if that actually started um, into production by the time you know I'm I'm, I'm eighty. Or something like that, but uh, just to know that people are going to be living in space colonies, and being able to take the next step into leaving the planet would be phenomenal. I, I think that would be fantastic. Well, you'd have to you'd have to um, have a little bit more forward thinking um, leadership now yeah. in many places before it. What, is, what are you talking about? Like We're getting the space force. Though. That's that, <laughs> that's a that's a truly united. That's a United Nations effort. Yeah, like that's, that's that, a world. There, there's, there's no way that um, any single country that that's that's an Earth that uh, that's an Earth, um, you know, effort. Oh. Yeah, that would be cool. Yo, shut us. Oh. Enron says the F thirty five has a panoramic display in it. Yo, really? It probably does. Oh wow, that's dope. Yo, and yeah. they and they got it from Gundam. Never forget. Never forget where they stole the idea. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> lead, lead designer in F thirty five program. And, uh, hey man, that's where a lot of great uh, a lot of great ideas come from. Science I fiction. Did, I did see a guy about a week ago. Um, one of the engineers in one of the locations I work at um, had a Anaheim Electronics hoodie. Oh, for real! <laughs> I did a double take. It Yo, I was like, I'm like, what? <laughs> that's awesome. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, well, I've yeah. I mean that that's sometimes there's sometimes I'm around people in engineering. Yeah, that I I see enough Gundam references. <laughs> Yo, shout out to um, Mighty Observer has been pretty busy in the in the Twitch chat, and shout out to Mighty Observer, Flame X, and uh, Dollar Relance over there. Um, uh, Mighty Observer wrote, "I already had B Babylon Five on my Amazon watch list. You just moved it up a few spaces, man. You look at this. You just, you just do currently watching. Is what you do. <laughs> Yo, top of the list." <laughs> Yeah. Yo, let's get it. Everything else can take a freaking backseat. Man, not a bad deal, man. Shout out to Mighty Observer. Thank you very much for that. We do uh, props to Hod. Uh, what was uh, Hod was the last question uh, that we had beforehand. Um, but props to him. Next up, we have uh, a, a tweet from Yazi. And I met, I saw this in the chat earlier, and I meant to address it. My bad. Shout out to the person who wrote that in the chat. Um, Yazi asks, let's see. Have you guys seen or heard of Gen Locke, the new animated mecha series from Rooster Teeth? Uh, it's eight eps, good stuff. Yeah, it just got released on the internet not too long ago. I know that Michael yeah. Michael um, P Michael B Jordan 
is the voice of one of the characters, and it's it's got a it's got I think the guy who was Doctor Who, um, David D- David Tennant is one of the voices in it too, and there's some other characters, but it doesn't look half bad. I, well, I, I, well I, Keith, mm-hmm. we know who's not on voicing. Oh, 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 oops. Zinger. <laughs> oops. <laughs> oh my god. Zinger. It's fucking crazy. Right. But yeah, uh Yazi, I haven't seen it. I saw the trailers. Once for again, it. it's like my earlier too much stuff. Yeah. There's too much stuff that we can actually go and see. I think it's a lot, man. It's it, a... it's not like it's not like reading Yeah, mm. there's a show going on right now. Yeah, we won't see it in the year. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> I can continue to uh, watch all the other crap I'm watching. Now it's like, oh, you'll see it in in a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I forgot that there's a Japanese voice actor that's in the show who speaks straight Japanese, uh, and everyone understands him. And then um, I don't, I forget which Seiyu is in that in that show. And then um, Arya Stark is one of the voices in the show too. Um, So yeah, it's it's got it's got some uh, it's got some real unique picks. If anything, uh, I do want to check it out. I, I've never really uh, watched uh, Ruby, but I saw uh, previews of uh, Gen Lock and it did pique my interest. So uh, are, they, are the episodes like 20 minutes or are they like short? Are they really short? Let me know, guys. I'd like to uh, to get an idea of how long that show is. But um, Yazi says, check out the OP. I will do that, sir. Uh, Yazi, thank you for the tweet. Yo, shout out to Austin real quick. Uh, he writes to us and he says, uh, do you think do you think the stigma of Western, um, especially Eastern animation, will change anytime soon? Uh, not just uh, and not just be yes. seen for kids and adults comedies. It already yes, is, it man. It already has. Yeah, that's that's a question for us in two thousand nine. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, not, not, not to be mean to you, but no, I man. think with the fact that you, well, you, I still work with people that say what you want. Yeah, you had a Ghost in the Shell movie. Yeah. You just had Battle Angel Alita. Mm-hmm. You have a Gundam live action and development. You have, I mean, there's probably how many other different properties. Um, it's just the fact of, um, you know, getting these things. And I'm sure a lot of times, too, it's we know how difficult it is to get things from Japan. So there, yeah. there could be sometimes rights issues when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Yeah, so but I think he's, he's talking about- I think it's done. Yeah. I, think, I think that stigma is gone. It, I, I think it still I think exists. It died probably about five years ago. Austin, I think it still exists with the baby boomer generation, and you're never going to change yeah, them on that. They're not, but they're, they're not, not the important. they're not the they're not the they're buying not anymore. they're not the buying yeah. public, and those are actually paying money to see things. It, I think there has been a shift with them because I work with a lot of baby boomers, and I work with a lot of people from my generation who still think that animation is just for kids and it's just this kid stuff and it's like yeah but you know when yeah, animation those, started yeah, it wasn't see, that way yeah, at go all. and see marvel movies yeah you know that, that that's what kills me it's like oh well i can't do this and it's like yeah but you're going to go see uh spider-man or yeah. you you went to be captain marvel or you went to go you know it's like you know i think i think most people have just gotten to a point where as long as it's a good story mm-hmm um, no one can, or they, or they're, you know, there's a lot of baby boomers who love freaking Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Game of Thrones is like, I mean, it's freaking a fantasy book. Like that's something that people would have been, oh my God, you, you read, you read fantasy like that. I mean, <laughs> so it, it, it's just, 
I don't know. All I the mean, cats that grew up reading J.R.R. Tolkien back when them books were new, yeah. they're, they're mad as hell right now. It's like, oh, now it's acceptable? <laughs> well, people have this, people have this really... Oh, man. They have this really stupid thing sometimes of, mm-hmm. like, when they were into something before it really became popular yeah. and then it becomes popular... They, they shit become, all over it. They shit all over it. And it's yeah. like... Why do you care? That's what like, I'm saying. I mean, you, you you were the one that was saying 10, 15 years ago, oh, people would be more, um, you know, uh, they, they produce more of this and people would be more accepting of it. And now it is. It's like the freaking, it's, it's not as bad anymore, but it's like at the first part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you still had all of the comic, well, that's not how they did it in 616. And it's just like, <laughs> Cares. You, 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 all you ever wanted was the ability to um, see this stuff. You wanted to see a live-action Captain America. Then you got it, and then you're crapping all over it because it wasn't true to the exact origin of Captain America in six one six. It's or you know the Golden Age. It's like cares yeah i'm still geeked so, because of the fact that we're getting these movies man and things based on properties i'd never would have thought we'd ever see adapted the biggest movies in the world and some of the biggest ones in the hit are made up of science fiction and freaking just you know fantasy stuff yeah like the biggest biggest movies ever the, and, the, and they're definitely driving the box office that's for sure freaking game of thrones we were just talking about game of thrones when that comes out <laughs> Mm-hmm. What about a month or so? Or yeah, a week. Uh, April fourteenth. It's gonna be the it's gonna be the biggest damn thing ever. Mm-hmm. And everybody on that Monday, everybody Sunday night Ooh. will be talking about it. Everybody the Monday wa- morning is gonna be talking about the water coolers are gonna run dry, son. <laughs> no work's gonna get done. Yo, H two O is done. Be talking about it. yeah. So mm. yeah, I think I mean I'm I'm not single enough. I don't want the the poster. I, I'm not single. I also, just no, no. I'm sure he doesn't I'm take just, a person. I'm just done with thinking that because I think at this point people are searching for different. That's yeah. really what it is. People it, want different now. People are and, definitely a lot more open to animation nowadays because the streaming services definitely show us that. The Netflix and Hulu are definitely investing in picking up properties oh my to God. show on there and making original and animation properties. Yeah, yeah, man, freaking Castlevania, man. That, that's a that's a clutch pick. <laughs> and now they're doing Devil May Cry. And it's like, yo, come on. <laughs> Yo, I'm ready. Let's get it, man. Um, but yeah, ultimately, yeah, I think that there's a a sea change happening with that. It's not gonna be overnight because, again, uh, a lot of people from older animes, your parents, my parents, you know, they just look at Bugs Bunny and even back then, Bugs Bunny and um and and the Warner Brothers cartoons weren't all for kids. There was some risque ass material. You can go to YouTube oh, yeah. and look at some of the ones that you'll never see aired on television because of the fact that they they also appealed to adults at the time because they had a lot of satire and humor and they were very smartly written so you know it is what it is um you know people some people are going to see cartoons as something for kids because they grew up with it and they grew out of favor with it um and they're just going to put it on that shelf and just leave it right there but uh don't let their opinions bother you man they don't bother me anymore i, I could i could give a fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> I definitely I, good <laughs> I, I, and i think that at this point it doesn't it doesn't even mean anything yeah you know? Yeah, that's what well, it is. We'll see. But uh, if anything, Austin, I appreciate the question, bro. And uh, let's see here. I think that's the last one. 
Oh, he also adds, uh, especially in shows like Mob Psycho 100, which has some of the most stunning visuals I've seen in animation. Do I see gifts from this show all the damn time? And uh, it, Mob Psycho uh, 100% is also from the creator of um, One Punch Man, for those that don't know. I'm sure everybody in the chat knows. But uh, I have yet to sit down and watch that show like I have One Punch Man. But that show looks trippy as hell. And uh, yeah, man. Austin, thank you very much for adding that, too. And um, other than that, man, I think we should probably get into our final uh, uh, rapid-fire discussion real quick. But uh, not everybody's going to want to hear this because you may have not seen the movie. Uh, Neo and myself actually went to go see Captain uh, Marvel this weekend, so uh, we were uh, talking a little bit about it before the show, and we were going to probably give we wanted to give our real quick review of the movie. So if you haven't seen it, we are going to get into spoilers, and if you want to tune out now, uh, thank you very much for watching the show, and uh, you've been listening to Gundam episode two hundred six. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, Captain Marvel, we're about to dive into a discussion for that. So I'm sure you, some of you guys are going to have a lot to discussion. say. We're yeah, yeah, we're not going to. We're not going to get into plot points or anything. No, we're, we're, just, about yeah, we're not going to give an overview. Like we just go dive right in. And um, Neo, uh, if you want to take this, you go for it. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll follow up, man. Go for it, sir. Um, yeah, I went to go see it. Um, you know, with all Marvel movies, point I just don't go by anything. I, you know, I have no preconceived notions because they just continue to up the ante um i think this movie is very good um i think it is um I, i've seen online news stuff it does seem like there is like kind of polarizing with it um in the end it does follow the formula of the traditional opening single superhero movie for marvel mm-hmm it is still kind of like they all kind of go back to Iron Man 1. It's like yeah. you're kind of introduced to a character. This one's a little bit different because it's done in flashback, mm -hmm. which I think is an even uh, better uh, kind of way of doing it. Um, there's some parts of it that, you know, it's not always, it's not super strong in every scene, but I think it progressively gets better. Um, it really opens up things. I like some of the twists that they do with the origin of the character. Um, and I know that people can kind of nitpick how it fits into the continuity and things like that. But I think in some ways we might be looking a little too, too deeply into this. Yeah. And, um, I went to go see it with the girlfriend and she brought up an interesting point that I didn't think of until mm -hmm. she really brought it up to me after we watched the movie and she said and this is somebody that loves uh wonder woman just loved that movie to death and felt it really represented women in a great way but she said this movie did something that even wonder woman do she goes uh captain marvel has no love interest in this she has no past boyfriend she has no love and spoiler alert, she has nobody that she uh interacts with that she has uh balls for so she has like no emotional baggage when it comes to anything on her she's just looking to find out who she really is because she's um getting uh you know she, she's had traumatic experience and she's slowly getting her memories back mm -hmm. so i think in a lot of ways this might be a groundbreaking movie when we look at it five years from now with a female character because 
really that made me think a lot about this and people that are out there that have seen it uh, know what I'm talking about because um, and it's subtle. You don't think about it. And I think in some ways that's good. Um, at the fact that I didn't sit there and go, where was her boyfriend or where was her love interest? Um, I think that's a giant step for things. Um, Yo, shout out to mm-hmm, Go ahead. Because <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> we, 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 we've seen that with um, movies with male characters. Yeah. You know, there have been some, but uh, this that might make it truly. Uh, but yeah, it's great. Got lots of Sam Jackson in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it actually has a lot of pretty good humor towards the end of it. And um, I think all the. I think all the characters, the actors, actors, actress selections were pretty good. I've told Sobro with that actress, the lead actress, Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah. I have to watch the movie she won the Academy Award Room? with yeah. because mm-hmm. um, I've seen her in a couple movies and I I like her. I think I don't think she's bad, but I never thought of her. I just don't see her as like an Academy. Um, award-winning actress, but I could be wrong. But um, she's been. I she, think. Mm-hmm. I think definitely you need to see it. The, um, what is it? The end credit scenes, yeah, are great. Um, and they are. They tie into what's going to be going on. Thinking about a month and a half with Endgame coming. So, oh boy. Oh yeah, man. that is going to get but, here fast um, enough. If I was to rate this movie, I'd probably give it, um, probably give it about a, I think it's better than a three and a half, but I'll give it a 3.75. I, mm. I, I think it's good. It's not above because I just, there's the second act is a little, I don't know where it's going. Like, yeah. it, it seems a little disjointed. Um, and I still felt like they were trying to, she was slowly getting into the role of Captain Marvel, but I think it's the same as like with a lot of the character, a lot of the new Marvel characters where, um, the actor or actress has to, they finally, it takes them a while to get used to the, um, the character. Not all of them are Robert Junior, <laughs> 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 and I mean sometimes it takes their second movie, like Chris Evans, because uh, man, he sure wasn't Captain America in that first movie. Oh, he was a oh, Winter Soldier. Wow. <laughs> no, he wasn't as inspiring, man. Oh come on. Me, you talked to Jose on that. One. Yeah, like, you would show. He was ca- he was Captain America. There was nothing. There was no issues with it, but he Captain America was always inspiring and. A little lacking in, in inspiration. His, his uh, men followed him, though. He didn't have to give speeches. He's his actions carried him along, man. He he had men that followed him, man. They followed him into hell. <laughs> I just say, see speech and Winter Soldier. Oh my goodness, Winter Soldier is a much better film than uh than than the first Avenger. I'll be the first to say, um, Jesus. Um, but yeah, I, I, when it came to Captain Marvel, I, I'm a mixed bag about it. I enjoyed it overall. Um, for me, I'll just put my rating out there on the table. I'd give it a 3.5 out of 5 uh, Super Saiyan Carol Danvers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it, it's definitely an uneven movie. I would definitely put it up there with my enjoyment for 
the first Avenger because the first Avenger has problems too. Um, but uh, there were certain things about the 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 flow of the plot that got me. Like the first two acts take a while to kind of uh, unfold. Uh, but uh, ultimately, I did like the fact that um, Nick Fury showed up and the, and the few moments we get with Coulson showing back up was great. Brie Larson as the main character, she was hit and miss for me. Um, I, it, I didn't mind at all that she didn't have a male love interest. I thought that was actually a pretty... a pretty. When Neil pointed that out to me, it's like, well, no, oh, it's, wow. It's, and he, yeah, I mean, and Neil didn't, not a it, bad it, thing. it didn't bother Neil as well. But No, it's not a bad thing. It's yeah. just that... Um, it's such a departure. Yeah, it, it is. It, 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 it's interesting that I didn't notice it. And I think what makes it very interesting is I didn't notice it yet. A woman noticed it and she was completely good with it. Yeah. And she said, cause she goes, damn, she goes, she is a strong woman. Cause in the end, you know, um, she's like, she's even stronger than wonder woman. I'm like, yeah, she is. Yeah, man. And wonder woman's like, I got it. And you know, but, um, yeah, I think that's. I think for as a female fan of Marvel, they will probably enjoy it more because of that. Because they don't treat her; they treat her as an equal. Yeah. Um, you know, it's even the costume is. She's wearing the same stuff that the rest of the Star Force and the Kree are wearing. Um, I I gotta give it that way. Yeah, I, I gotta say that she looked really good in the role. Um, I I gotta agree with uh Rob Adler in the chat. He's uh he he says she needs shipping goggles because folks say that Maria Rambo she was her waifu. I kind of got that vibe. I'm not gonna lie. They were they were real. They, they, they were quote unquote friends, but it looked like they were more than friends. To be honest with you, the movie makes it clear they were platonic. No, I, I but, don't. The movie made it clear they're platonic, but I think. But I think you. I think you also. Have to, that's a product. They were probably showing, um, what it was. I mean, they yeah. were the two only female pilots, pilots in the Air Force in the '90s, and people need to think about this. In the 1990s, women were not pilots in the Air Force, yeah, and they definitely were not combat pilots. So as much as the United States, we think of ourselves being, you know, ahead of the curve and a lot of stuff, a lot of these things, as, as much as 20 years ago, there were very few women in the United States Air Force that were fighter pilots. Very true. And the movie, the movie does bring that up, which is actually were, pretty slick. And if they were, they were not um, flying anything in combat. And I understand. I, I didn't get that vibe. I think it just yeah. I, I think I think they, they were one out for each other yeah. mainly because they had to. There was yeah. nobody else. They were the only. You know they show in you know spoiler alert. They show yeah. in the flashbacks when she's at Air Force boot camp. She's the only woman, and she's being chastised, saying, well, "Why are you here? Yeah. You shouldn't be here." So it's fucked up. It would make sense that her and uh, Maria Rambo be um would be as tight as they are yeah i I think there was just one rewrite away from making that happen and they chose not to do it because um that would have definitely ostracized a lot of people who were haters of that it wouldn't matter to me at all it would i would i would have loved to see if they made that jump i thought that would have been dope but uh it's fine but why why is it needed 
It's not. I'm I mean, just, I, again, yeah, a love, I'm just is, saying, a love interest is not needed. But I'm just saying, that, but, it could have yeah. happened in that sense, sure. and it could have it could have been that way. I'm not. I'm not trying to champion it, but at the same time, I wouldn't mind seeing it. To be honest with you, and it would have been Whatever. interesting to see. Yeah. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, other than that, man, um, Samuel Jackson was dope. Uh, I loved his contribution to the story. I was a little mad. I was a little mad though. At uh, finally, we get the. Uh, the story of him losing his eye and it was to that damn cat and it's like he said and winter soldiers i lost it to someone i trusted and i was like you trusted this cat though <laughs> yeah i didn't i didn't really uh, but... i was like come on man i thought it was gonna get a dope ass story about maybe someone who was a scroll that was uh that that was partic- that was playing um playing him for a fool and then uh ended up lo- he yeah. losing his eye to that but it ended up being a joke and it's like man I- i'm kind of i'm kind of mad at that i'm kind of mad but uh i let it slide um i love it it fits into the continuity but it also uh breaks some of the continuity too uh overall i won't oh, get yeah. into the details but you can look up a long list of what people are bitching against this movie about but to me i didn't think it was the end of the world i went to the movie theater i enjoyed the film uh, it's it's another uh, addition to the MCU, and I do think they're probably going to get it, get her character a lot better, uh, uh, to come across a lot better in not only uh, Endgame but in the second Captain Marvel movie because you saw how much that movie made this past weekend. There is going sure. to be there's going to be a damn sequel. So well, uh, when that happens, I mean, she may get her own Winter Soldier at the end of the day. Wow. You know, and I mean, I mean, look at look at look at Doctor Strange. I mean, yeah. I wasn't entirely happy with. Um, Cumberbatch in the oh, yeah. Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. but he kills it in uh, Infinity War. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's just that natural. It's that natural thing. I think with these characters, those Marvel characters are probably so hard to. I mean, there's so much material on, <laughs> and it, it, you know, it, it's probably very tough. I mean, there's very few people that can do it. Yeah. Like Robert Downey Jr. did. He's really the only one I think that started from because a lot of people will say his first movie is better than the last two movies. And, <laughs> you know, with a lot of the other, you know, solo movies, it seems like they get better as they go forward. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, but yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I, 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 I know that this movie is definitely polarizing. Uh, a lot of people who discuss it, a lot, so either people hate it or love it. There's no in between. I'm in the middle, um, but I overall like the film, and I think it's kind of a mid-tier MCU film. Uh, I I was hoping it would blow my socks off, and it didn't. But at the same time, I, I think the script needed a, a bit more tweaking in order to get us where we needed to go. Um, but yeah, I thought the third act was solid. I the only thing that I didn't like about the third act, and my wife loved, loved. Is um, is the uh, the what's it, what's that song from No Doubt that plays at that um, at that that final fight, when that song kicks in, it's like that's just, that's a little it's a, it's a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a girl. I think that's the name of the song. I I forget what, but uh, yeah, it's a No Doubt song. Yeah, No Doubt song. When that song starts playing, it's like yeah, this this needle drop is a little a little on the nose. But so was most of the uh the the score in this movie. But I get a group in the '90s, so. Uh, I guess I'm a little picky when it comes to the music, but yeah, overall, yeah. man, I thought it was cool. Um, I, will I see it again? Yeah, I'll get it on Blu-ray like the other MCU movies, sure. and I'm looking forward to her uh, inclusion in Infinity War when it happens. But yeah, um, looking at the chat real quick, I don't. Yeah, know. I think I think before we go, I think people just have to realize that mm-hmm. 
for a movie that five years ago wasn't part of the plan and for a character that probably wasn't part of the plan mm -hmm. to be able to seamlessly do something and, and then have them come into what's arguably going to be the biggest MCU movie <laughs> the oh. end game. Woo. I mean, and how I think it works out pretty well. Yeah. Um, so people, I know people nitpick the con and you could, but you know, also remember Nick Fury's part of a clandestine intelligence agency. So he's not always going to, he's not always going to tell the Avengers in the first one that he's got this Trump card. So yeah, I guess we're saving it for a real rainy day. Or a, yeah, a dusty exactly. day. A dusty day. But uh, so. <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in live for Gundam at MAHQ here on YouTube.com slash Gundam MAHQ slash live. I, I, I really appreciate you guys watching here and over on Twitch.tv slash level underscore nine. That's N-I-N-E. Um, and uh, you guys have been listening to episode 206 of Gundam where we had a rapid fire uh, topics discussion and answered random questions from the chat and from Twitter. Thanks to everybody who submitted questions, by the way, and everyone who participated and watched live. You guys are the best, especially at the very beginning with our technical issues. Thank you very much. Run yeah, that back, sorry. guys. That's, it's all right. Another day at the office. <laughs> Finally, I get hit with something. But there I will you go. Say before, mm -hmm. But before we uh, close out, I will say, people, you know, provide more suggestions um, with the in the forum. If you want to do it through Twitter, put it through Twitter because... Um, you know, doing stuff like this is actually pretty cool too because it's it's something we can do uh, real um, you know, real time, and you know it, it. You know, it's not that me and Silbro don't like sitting there program. You know, doing having plans, and we have plans for stuff, but it's also nice to sometimes to break up um, some of the things that we do. So maybe mm -hmm. we'll uh, do this sometime in a few months. We should at least do one more of these this year. Yeah. I think doing like one or two of these. I know we used to do the Gundam Live and yeah, Ask we Gundam and all that stuff. Thing, but I think now that the um, um, technology is probably better with the stream and doing it through the through the um, you know through the live chat, it probably makes is the way. I, it's still funny how we try to do it on uh, on, <laughs> on, Skype. on Skype. Yo, that was the tough stuff, man. We can yeah. survive that. We can survive anything, man. It was the best. Pretty much. Oh my so. god. But yeah, thanks guys, man. I, I, if you guys, uh, this was a nice dry run. So thank you guys for participating, man. I love uh, yeah. the fact that you guys came out, uh, especially at such short notice. Thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, episode two hundred six, uh, rapid fire and random questions. And if you guys haven't done it already, make sure to visit the websites that make it pop and happen, man. The where the magic happens. Mahq.net, where uh, you can find a, a lot of great reviews on Mecha Anime. Uh, as well as line art and uh, also the forums for mechatalk.net. Go there, you can join the conversation. Find MAHQ on Facebook. If you go to MAHQ, search for the group MAHQ and then the number one. And uh, go ahead and um, apply to join the group, man. If you're not a fake bot, you may just get in. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, Neil, anything you want to say before we break out? No. Just uh, we'll be back in a few weeks with our next episode of 207. Peace, guys, man. Take it easy and stay powerful. Commander, prepare two quantum torpedoes. 
have engineering attach a cargo pod with 200 kilograms of trilithium to each torpedo. Yes, sir, but... But what? The extra mass of the cargo pod will make the torpedo less effective. Maki raiders are small and maneuverable. I'm not planning to fire at any ships, Mr. Worf. Major, what's the nearest Maki colony? Solosos 3, less than an hour away. Helm, set a course for Solosos 3. Major, I want you to send the following message on all Maki frequencies. To all the members of the Maki resistance, this is Captain Sisko of the USS Defiant. In response to the Maki's use of biogenic weapons in their recent attacks, I'm about to take the following action. In exactly one hour, I will detonate two quantum torpedoes that will scatter trilithium resin into the atmosphere of Solosis III. I thereby will make the planet uninhabitable to all human life for the next 50 years. I suggest evacuation plans begin immediately. What are you waiting for, people? Carry out your orders. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. Commander Worf, prepare to fire torpedoes on my mark. Detached safeties on torpedoes one and two. Incoming transmission at Zeddington. What are you really up to, Javert? You expect me to believe that a decorated Starfleet officer, the pride of the service, is going to poison an entire planet? That's exactly what I'm going to do. You're bluffing. Am I? Commander, launch torpedoes. Commander, I said launch torpedoes. Aye, sir. Trilithium resin is dissipating throughout the biosphere. The Maquis are scrambling their transport ships. They're starting to evacuate. Do you realize what you've done? I've only just begun. I'm going to eliminate every Maquis colony in the DMZ. You're talking about turning hundreds of thousands of people into homeless refugees. That's right. When you attacked the Malinche, you proved one thing. That the Maquis have become an intolerable threat to the security of the Federation, and I am going to eliminate that threat. But think about those people you saw in the caves. Huddled and starving, they didn't attack the Malinche. You should have thought about that before you attacked a Federation starship. Helm! Laying a course for Traken 2, Warp 6. Commander, prepare two more torpedoes. Engine break. Set course 050. Unless safety is on torpedoes 3 and 4. Can't you see what's happening to you? You're going against everything you claim to believe in. And for what? To satisfy a personal vendetta? You betrayed your uniform! And you're betraying yours right now! The sad part is you don't even realize it. I feel sorry for you, Captain. This obsession with me. Look what it's cost you. Major, shut that thing off. Commander Worf, prepare to launch torpedoes. Wait! If you call off your attack, I'll turn over all our biogenic weapons. Not enough. 
right, Javert. I'll give you what you want. Me. Mm -hmm.